That music means that the Steelers did indeed go down against the Raiders at home um, this week with the first loss of the season. This is Simon Stanley, your host, as always, joined by the three co-hosts, Rich Citrone, Dave Hart, Gavin Marshall. How are you doing, guys? Not too bad, all things considered. Yep, T- tough week for, to be a Steelers fan. Yeah, it, it was. And I think I think off the top, I perhaps owe Derek Carr an apology for uh, <laughs> saying he was the bang in the uh, the uh, Dalton line because he didn't play he like he did. He played, he played, yeah, he, he played well above that. Uh, he did a good job, you know, not getting into the game immediately, but you've know, got to give him credit. He played yeah. played with more aggression than we've seen, you know, the big big throws, coming back from mistakes and making big completions straight off them. Um, thrown into the blitz really well, all that stuff. Yeah, that was that was that was the actions or the, the performance of a QB above the Dalton line. So I, I apologise, Derek. Well, I'm sorry. I did receive a smoke signal from uh, from our very own spy track Galileo West um, just be- just before the game. He, he listens to this show religiously now. He's become our biggest fan, uh, and he was very critical of you, Gav, and, and said that he was proud of me for speaking up for Derek Carr and saying he was above the Dalton line. Yeah, Gal, you're you're also right. Just so, yeah. just say that to suit my own horn, really. Yeah. Apologies all around. <laughs> I do, Dave. You know, I'm I'm good. I, I'm I'm sat here wondering though if we need to like club together to send Rich back to Pittsburgh as a as like a masked mm. vigilante to find this phantom groin snatcher that's going on. <laughs> if What's going man, on over there? Yeah, if there's one man who can solve that problem, it's Rich. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Rich? I don't want to have nothing to do with any groins unless it's my own. <laughs> but 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 I do have to wonder who is messing with our with our players' groins. Have you guys ever seen anything like this before this on a, on a single sports team? Oh, I saw a tweet today, Rich. I loved it. It was like these dudes are just getting hard and running against walls. <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder if they parted a little too hard after the winning Buffalo. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, I wonder if groin is like a a term that's being used loosely here. You know what I mean? Is it actually a, a slightly different issue? Have you ever had a groin injury? In I, I haven't. No, I don't know. Oh, it's bad. It's of course terrible. you have. Well, tell us about it. Yeah, it, it feels like someone's inserted a golf ball into your like lower regions. Like when you try and walk, and there's like this terrible aching pain. Rich, you must have had, done a groin at some point. Yeah, I've done multiple times. Groins are like hamstrings. You, they're so hard to judge. You feel like it's okay, and then you push it and you re-injure it. So. It's it, it depends on really the degree that it was injured in the first place. If it's a lesser degree, then I can see these guys playing this week. If it's like a if it's like a mid to higher degree, then I doubt if they will play. Mm. Yeah, and it's, it's such such important names as well. We'll get all to, we'll get to it in a minute, but yeah, we, we need these some of these guys back really. Um, but we, we're burying the lead. Uh, the most important story this week. I can't believe we've even waited three minutes to talk about it. Um, we need to talk about the most important and interesting thing that happened this week, which is the guy who shit himself in Heinz Field and then tried to wash it in the sink. You see this? No. <laughs> you didn't see this? Oh, this, this was going around during the game. This was this was big news. Everyone's like, oh, Heinz is back. Some dude, they took a photo of him in the toilets in Heinz Field. He's wearing, like you know, like Winnie the Pooh style, just the jersey, nothing below. And he's got his pants in the sink because he's, he's pooed himself. Um, wow. And Too many chili dogs? What, and it was, what, it was a Steelers jersey there? as well, so Steelers fan. Just very impressive. I mean, I, I'd love to get him on the show. I don't know if you guys listen to the, uh, the the Greg Rosenthal joint, his show, but I think he's the listener of the week for this show. Oh, yeah. Sounds interesting. Well, the backstory there is yeah. a, man, a man of my own issues. Yeah, exactly, yeah. If, <laughs> if anyone knows where we can track this, this hero down, I'd love to get him on the show. 
I think we've all had that moment of shame, though, haven't we? After a big night out, you've just done something really stupid. I don't think I've ever cracked myself, though. But, you know, everyone's had that moment of shame. Everyone's got their weaknesses, Dave. You know, some people's Achilles heels. That's Is there, uh, you know, their lower regions in that sense? <laughs> a lot of groin talk early. A lot of lower yeah. region talk. Um, uh, a couple of things off the top before we get into the game. First of all, I'll, I'll keep mentioning it. Join the Discord if you haven't already. Message me for an invite um, if you're listening and you're on the fence. We've, we've had like quite a few people join now, so I um, want to get more active in there. We even convinced Rich to join, although he's yet to post. My eyes are on you, Rich. Waiting for great okay. content. <laughs> all right. I'll, you're right on that. <laughs> um, I went on the uh, Jeff Ra- Reinbold podcast, Coffee with Coach, yesterday. That was, uh, that was fun. Interesting. To talk to uh, a guy who we've watched on Sky Sports for many a day. Um, yeah, how, how how sort of nervous were you? You know, you never meet your heroes, they say. Yeah, very, dude. This, so this is what I wanted to talk to you about in, in a more general sense as it regards this podcast, right? Now, people might have noticed this. I, I feel like we don't have many guests on this show, or at least far fewer than we probably could. And I, and I think that's probably my fault. I don't know if, we assi- if you can assign fault or whether it's just a kind of the style, the way we do things, that we're just kind of comfortable with our kind of four-man rotation and we have our regulars and stuff but I, I struggle with this because I, I get a lot of anxiety when talking to new people right I, I tend to avoid trying to get guests on the show because I, I like it does make me very nervous just talk, meeting new people talking to new people and I was like this before the, the Jeff thing as well because it did man like it, it does make me very nervous just just having to talk to I'm, I was probably like this the first time Rich joined us right I'm like this with everyone but um, I thought you came over very well I think you, you're just uh, those sort of and just natural fears of, of doing something new. And, but I think you handled it fine. Yeah, we've, well, had, we've had a few guests. and But these, I think we, 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 have a, we have enough to say. We sometimes struggle to squeeze guests in. That's true. That's true. But I think especially in the off-season, there's definitely gaps where we could have interesting people on the show. And, I, you know, doing this made me think I probably need to put myself out there, especially in the off-season, a little bit more and be a little bit more willing to go out and look for interesting guests and stuff because I think people would like it. I think there's definitely things to say. It's just... You know, I'm in my own little safety cocoon here with you three, and I think I uh, try and avoid that a bit. So I know what you mean, but in some podcasts I prefer it when there aren't guests. Yeah, it's I like, feel you. It's yeah. like you know, it's like a Simpsons episode. You know, some of the best ones are where they stay in Springfield. If they go off to some wacky, like I don't know, adventure in Paris, it all goes a bit harebrained and a bit crazy. You just want the simple. You don't want the, the the show is best when it's just the pure stuff that you like. So. Mm. That's, there's an element of well, that. Maybe this is something we can solicit opinions on. If, if if you listen to this show regularly, message me in the Discord or whatever, or, or on Twitter, and let me know. Is, is it a good idea for us to get more guests on in the off season? Would you prefer if it was just us? Let me know. I mean, we're recording it for for you, I suppose. So, do you want more guests, less guests, or about the same? Or do you just want me to leave and let Gav take over? Uh, no one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd broach that because you know, as I was talking to him and as as I was like preparing for it. You know, I had the I had the butterflies and something. It kind of like stopped me from doing a great deal before I went on because we recorded it quite late. So you know, I, I, that feels like something I should probably get over. But I think it, you know the COVID thing doesn't help. I just don't interact with many people anymore. You know, I'm like a self imposed hermit. So you know, yeah. We, we gotta... I, I, I I mean, not not you know, it wasn't big time like you going with your, your Jeff Reinbold, Sky Sports. You know, a coach from Canadian football. When I went on the uh, Welsh Browns, I you know I thought, okay, what's going to happen here? So I had a coffee. Big mistake. Yeah. Big mistake. Because then I ended up running my mouth and speaking a million miles an hour and not making any sense. <laughs> and you didn't. You didn't do that. So. Yeah. yeah I, I. I always think you can never quite tell when you when you're actually on the show, right? Whether it's uh, it's come across well. But anyway, I think it went okay. Um. So yeah, go check that out. Coffee with Coach. Um. Okay. 
jump into some news. We don't need to do the whole sound drop. There's not too much. I just wanted to mention a couple of things. Um, first of all, we, we see we signed Tackle Charlton to the practice squad. Yeah. Kind of kind an of interesting move. Yeah. Well, kind definitely a bust. a bust, yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, the, the, the famous thing is that he was picked by the Cowboys just before TJ Watt. Um, so their career paths have kind of diverted and then come back together. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I mean, the, the, the Steelers kind of talked to, I think Tomlin talked about getting a veteran presence in. That was kind of the thing. And I can understand that argument. But it's, it's, it is, feels like a yet another reclamation project, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it does feel like the Steelers kind of like doing this, which, have they always done this? It feels to me like this is a newer thing that they've started to kind of go for a lot of first round picks. I mean, Carl Joseph is on the practice squad. Obviously, we know the Dwayne Haskins story. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's a wise idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's obviously you might they must have liked him in the draft process. Who knows? Maybe they would have taken oh boy, taken <laughs> him above TJ if he was there. Oh, I hope not. That was that was the first example of me absolutely banging the table to take TJ Watt um, to take a player. So yeah, I, I think that we that all worked out for the best, and now we got them both. So no complaints there. Um, ben, I, I want to talk just before we get into the actual game itself. This peck injury talk. Ben's got a left pec injury, apparently. Um, this is the talk of the day now. He's apparently still not going to play on Sunday, apparently. But I mean, this all comes from him being hit, you know, 10 times on Sunday, and we'll get into all that. But uh, to me, it feels like this is... Is this an excuse? Is this like, you know, Ben's got a bit of an injury excuse? Is this like, you know, we Ben covering the, for the fact that we might need to see some Mason, in, you know, sooner rather than later? What is this? Are you saying for performance reasons? There's no way. Well, performance reasons, or because he doesn't feel like he's going to get through the season. I, I, I don't know. That that's possible. I don't, I don't think there's any. I think maybe he's genuinely just got a twinge, and hmm. yeah, I I can't see I can't see any way Ben not playing myself unless he really is seriously injured and can't throw. Yeah. Just from just from seeing him play, you know, he's been through this before. We've seen it before. He plays plays hurt, and then he gets pulled and. So more likely that you'd get pulled during the game, I think, yeah. unless he really genuinely can't throw. Well, that's the concern. I mean, he was saying that it was any time he had to get up or throw outside his, or like you know, his his arm got outside its throwing motion. He it was causing severe pain. So, not good. Man. I mean, I, I'm I'm seeing some pictures there with him all strapped up with a red, almost like too much tape. It's like a ridiculous amount of tape is strapped around his chest. I mean, is is yeah. it is this um. Like, is that amount of tape and strapping meant to be concerning, or is that just a normal thing that you do when someone's got a bit of a, twi- a bit of a tweaked muscle? I don't know. Is it that like, like sports tape, the stretchy tape? Yeah, but it's like a lot of it, and like his his, his shoulder and his like it's like a, his shoulder and across his chest is all strapped up. That's it's like a lot like a lot of tape, man. It's a lot of stuff. You know? Better ask our resident doctor, Rich. You must have done a peck at some point. <clears throat> You know, I I never had many problems with uh, pec injuries, um, but I mean, I, I got to take him for his word. I don't think you know. I don't think it's anything more than what he's saying it is, or, or less than he's saying it is. I think he's. I think he really did get get injured. And Ben, uh, you know, he he definitely you know has a way of voicing his injuries, and it's almost like maybe it helps take the pressure off of him. You know, if everybody knows that he's injured, then you know he just feels a little bit less pressure. I don't know, but I, I'm taking him for his word. He got smashed last game. He got cracked so many times after he threw the ball or as he was throwing the ball. You know, like our line obviously wasn't the best that day. And 
they didn't give up a ton of sacks, but they they gave up. They, but he was pressured. To, he was forced and, and rushed to throw the ball more, um, sooner than he wanted many times, and then he would get smashed right after he threw it. And, and then, do, do you see see the thing about the um, him complaining about the line not not yeah. helping him up as well? Yeah, uh, help a guy yeah. out. He just gets smashed, and then you just leave him lying there with all of his equipment on. He's heavy to get up. Can't guys. Yeah, I think that was always Pouncey's job, right? It wasn't that Pouncey most of the time, not all the time, but it seemed like he was he was. They seemed to all do it, but Pouncey seemed to be the guy that you know was there the most. Yeah, Zach Banner's kind of said that's not going to happen anymore. So, yeah, obviously that there's been words there, but he, but he just speaks to the discontent right along that line, which I do want to get into in, in just a sec. Let, let's let's jump into this game recap then, because we've already started talking about it. Um, I, last week we started on the defense. I think I want to start on the offense this week. Um, should we talk about Ben first? I know the offensive line feels like the thing to talk about, but I think these these conversations are intertwined. Um, Ben, so this is the problem. I said this on when I went on to this because Jeff asked me about this yesterday, and he was saying, you know, where do you see Jeff, this first name Jeff. terms now? God, name buddy Jeff. Awful, anyway, awful. Oh, Jeff. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the way I intended that to come across. Sorry, totally. Um, carry on. You saying, you know, where do you see the Steelers going? I was like, well, the problem is with this offense is where do you lay the blame you know is it that Ben is falling off a cliff and Ben is washed up like the national you know media will, will suggest is it this offensive line or, or is it a coaching issue right and, and you know in a sense maybe it's a, a combination of all three but if you look at the way Ben played on Sunday and you kind of try and remove you can't remove how the offensive line played because like Rich said he was, he was just constantly under pressure constantly being hit um, but I do think there's there's just fundamental issues with the way Ben's playing right now and these have been pointed out by you know all manner of people on Twitter but there's if you if you go back and watch there's just a lot of missed opportunities there there's people that I think are wide open that he's missing he didn't throw into the middle field once I've got the um uh, the next gen stats sort of completion field thing you know what I'm talking about where it shows that all the completions the heat map. And, yeah the heat map thank you yeah. um and it's crazy man like the, almost all of the passes are within five yards of the line of scrimmage there's obviously the couple of deep shots to Claypool and the, the middle of the field is just devoid there's just nothing at all he's not looking there. So what did Ebron do? Did Ebron like I don't know spill his drink over Ben's shoes or something? Like Ebron was open repeatedly and just didn't see like over the middle. And I don't know. I I, I loved the Claypool deep thing, but it just like Ben seemed to only have eyes for Claypool deep. Yeah. Anytime there was a, an opportunity to pass, it was it was going deep to Claypool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, this this is this plays into the run game because this is exactly why the run game isn't working. And I saw um, Steelers Depot tweet this out, and it was funny because it was lit, my exact thought the day before when I'd watched the All Twenty Two, and it was the and Rich has been talking about it for months. They keep stacking the box, and I'm like, why do they do that? Why is the run game not working? Because there's so many guys in the box. It's because nobody believes that we can throw deep consistently. We'll get one or two plays to Claypool a game, but teams are willing to accept that when they know that he can't do it consistently. They know the threat isn't there. They can't go over the top of the defense, so they'll just keep stacking the box, and there's not just no hope for Najee. But I thought Ben demonstrated that he could actually throw the ball better deep in this game than he was at the end of last season. Yeah, you disagree? Well, I, no, I, I agree. I thought, but then I thought got... if there's something positive to take from the game, it's that Ben's arm strength and deep accuracy actually was okay. I mean, well, the know, accuracy throwing... is, is is iffy, I think. But there was there was poor throw there was poor accuracy as well there was some really poor accuracy but most of those deep shots were were relatively on target when you take sure. into the account 
of Claypool's size. Yeah, Claypool's got, to make, like, Claypool's got to make some of those plays. I mean, that's a Claypool thing. You know, we talk about the wide receivers, but Claypool um, could be a superstar if he made some of the plays that he should. Have. You know, if he wants to be the, the Maple Chan, there's some plays that he needs to be making. Now, these are hard catches, you know. I'm not, not necessarily something I would say every guy should be able to do, but there's, there's things that are touching his hands that he needs to come down with. Yeah, but then, you know, that's that's those low percentage course, chances yeah. Yeah. that Ben's making. You know, you throw four, you might get one, you get one penalty and you get two misses. Mm-hmm. Whereas you've got Ebron, you've got, you know, uh, obviously Juju and DJ open underneath and he's not looking their way. Yes, yeah. He's just looking straight down. It's like it's like with Matthew Stafford, uh, Matthew Stafford when he had Megatron. It's funny, the, the, the uh, similarities. He only ever passed to Megatron. The rest of the offense was basically a waste of time. And it didn't really go anywhere. You need to be more, have more options, be more multiple than than this kind of very limited offensive scheme, or at least the choices that Ben was making. Because I, I don't think that 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 was what was the plan was. I think it was Ben just trying to force it to Claypool all the time. This reminds me of <clears throat> I can't remember the year, but it's when Byron Leftwich was our backup, one of those years, and we were having trouble early in the season with the passing game. And what this was before the all 22 was available to the public. And what a lot of people were thinking was our receivers aren't getting open. Like they just can't, for some reason they can't get open. So Ben goes down in a game, has to go out and left, which comes in and immediately gets a snap. Boom. Ball's gone. Boom. Ball's gone. Gets a snap. Ball's gone. Ball's gone. It's like, Holy crap. How is how are these receivers all of a sudden open? You know, and it, and it's like that right then and there, I, I just knew it's like he doesn't have great vision of the field. He's a great quarterback because he has great ability. But that's that one thing lacking with him. Like nobody's perfect. You know, it's Brady's strength. You know, that's one of the reasons Brady's able to play at 44 years of age, because he sees the field like no one else. Mm. You know, Ben needs a little more of that. And I honestly believe it's always been an issue with him. That's why he, I've said this before, that's why he got so proficient at stringing out the play. He needs the time to get an open receiver because he doesn't read the field very well. And I mean, we, I think we can all agree he's not playing great, but it's not because he can't throw the ball. Right. It's not, you know, it's not like he has a huge accuracy problem. He doesn't. He still has power on the ball. He's just not seeing these guys. He's just not really, I don't think his choices are very good with the football right now. And to, to add, you know, to it's like the Steelers' whole problem isn't Ben. It's a whole thing, a whole, whole array of problems. Mm-hmm. No one is playing great right now. Everyone is making mistakes. Look, you have Washington dropping a pass. You have Claypool should have pulled in that one that was in his hands and he started to come down with it and he couldn't pull it in and the guy batted away. He had he had position on the guy. He should have had that ball. You know, you have um who who else dropped a pass? Somebody else dropped a pass and I'm drawing a blank on it right now. But you just have a, a was DJ a, a, making the mental mistakes leading to the interception. Or? Oh man, DJ every week. Yeah. Every week. You know, he 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 then he him and Ben are not on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, then he jumps off sides. Like every week with this guy, you know, so there's a lot of problems going on, but I, I, I would, I would agree with what you guys were saying. It, Ben's biggest problem is he's, his vision right now. He and his choices, you know, like last year, I would always get on him third and two and he throws a deep pass. Like, come on, you know, move the ball down the field. You don't have to go deep on third and two. 
Yeah. On on the pit, one you're just talking about where where DJ gave up on the route, he had Ebron wide open underneath. I mean it was you know, it was it was third down, he was behind the stick, so he would have had to make a play, but there was no one really near him. You know, there's there's seven defenders covering four you know, players across and he he chose to try and thread the needle, you know, much higher percentage uh pass. Now in some ways I like the aggression, but Sometimes you just got to take the easy throws. It's funny you say that. I wonder if I don't. I didn't look close enough. I don't know if it was the same play, but you know, the second time he does that comeback to DJ and DJ catches it, mm. um, Juju is wide open underneath running a slant route, and I think if he hits him in stride there, he runs for the touchdown. Now you guys think about this, right? So we have drop passes, we have miscommunication, we have Ben making poor decisions, and on top of that, we have an offensive line that's that's it's not consistent themselves. There's not one guy on that offensive line that you can look to and go, this guy's rock solid. This guy's a DeCastro or a Fanica, you know, a Pouncy when he was in his prime. You know, the, you can't. They're all making mistakes. And no, I don't know, Dotson and Green to me, I charted the line. I don't have the all 22 like I told you guys earlier. I charted the offensive line just based on the game, the game, regular game footage. And um, Dotson and Green were were horrendous yeah. in that game, in the run game. Uh, I Dotson missed two assignments. Green missed three running assignments. Moore missed a running assignment. Turner actually didn't miss any running assignments. Chucks missed a running assignments. And all of them were beaten at one time, you know, in, in the in the uh, in the past game. They didn't all result in sacks, but they were all beaten at one time. Yeah, you know, like it's there's no one consistent on that offensive line right now. That's it. I, th- I thought, um, sorry, I thought Chuck's. I thought he looks more comfortable at right tackle, and I thought he was having, he was having the best game I've seen him have for a while up until he got ab- absolutely pancaked by yeah. Gokwe. I think it yeah. was. I mean, he, he was like a turtle rolling around on his back. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it forced Ben to yeah, ball had to sort of uh, throw the ball like a sort of stack of soggy newspapers to get away with. So it was it was bad to avoid yeah. the sack, but. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought, you know, Chuck's, it's, it's frustrating because he, he he's often the first player off the ball. He's so quick off the ball. There's things there, like when he did that, a nice downfield block on the sideline, Harris toss. You know, yeah. it's just, but then he makes that mistake and just gets absolutely turtled. He gets put in a little shell and rolled around like, a, you know, something on the beach. That was so bad. I mean, do we know about the status of Banner? Is he? He thinks he's ready to come back when he's eligible, which is weak. Four, week five, one or the other. Right. Yeah. So, right. yeah, it, it, it's 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 funny because I've been struggling with this offensive line up until this week, where I was just I, I don't understand what the issue is. You know, I mean, we got young talent all the way across the line. Are we just waiting for it to gel. What it, what is the issue? Because you know, on any individual play, mo- like almost all the offensive linemen can look great. So I'm like, why is the defensive line not? Uh, sorry, why is the running game not working? And it's it's exactly what I saw. Again, I saw, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been that Nick Ferber, thank you, saying it on Twitter. And I was like, yeah, I totally agree. There's just one missed assignment, it seems like, on every run play. It's like, we, it feels like we're yeah. so close. But there's one missed assignment, one missed play. And it, you look at the start of the game, because I, I did the same as you. I'm trying my best with the offensive line, Rich, in your, in your stead. Um, you look at the start of the game, the first run play, Kendrick Green, perfect example of what Dave said last week. Outside toss to the left. He's he's too over aggressive on the play. He's, that that nature caused him to take a bad angle, and he's a sign block. Just totally misses it. He stumbles yeah, into he, the back of someone. Um, yeah, he missed his block. And missed his block, and he, the guy runs free and takes out Najee. Second off run play. Trey Turner. Um, you said he didn't miss a run play. I might know. I, I was a bit unsure about this. I might be wrong about this. He, 
he seemed, they both seemed to block one guy. Now, Triturner might have been assigned with like doing a little chip block on on um, uh, on Chucks's guy. I wasn't quite sure. Uh, but if he did, he was too slow because by the time he reaches the linebacker that I think he was meant to be blocking, that guy's got past him. Miss assignment, run plays blown up. Um, yeah, you, you might be right because I I don't have the all twenty two. Yeah, I, it was a tough I one. Thought yeah. that one was green on green, but it, it might have been Turner. Um, Kevin Dotson, second offensive drive, first first run play, it's his own run to the right. Chucks and Dotson both get beat by the man on the same play. Um, within a second, both guys just just absolutely no fight put up at all. There's two free defenders facing down Najee before he reaches the line of scrimmage. So it's just over and over again. There's one or two guys that are missing an assignment, and it's bottling up the run. And and it, it's a shame because you know I don't think on the whole, and even if you look at the PFF grades, I don't think the each individual offensive lineman is necessarily having what you would consider an awful game, right? But it's just one mental mistake from one guy blows up the full play. And, yeah, I thought it, I thought Green had an, an I thought I thought Green and Dawson both had awful yeah, games. Yeah, to be I, honest. Yeah. I, I, I and it, and they they were running this double stunt occasionally throughout the game, and the Steelers couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. The Steelers couldn't handle it. If, if, if any, if the list, listeners don't know what a stunt is, a stunt is when the tackle goes around the end and take and goes to his side, and the end, and the end goes to the tackle side, or vice versa. You know, uh, one goes around the other and they were doing that double on the left side and the right side at the same time. And they looked so much more athletic than the Steelers offensive line and the Steelers offensive line looked lost. Dotson did not know how to handle it. I mean, he just completely looked looked lost out there. And that, you know, stuff like that, it just it, it just really killed us. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to put a lot down to the fact that this is a new line and there's no cohesion. You know, it's like you you they they don't know. You get that kind of psychic ability almost, or you just know where someone's going to be and what they're going to do, and you can operate as like a, you know, coordinate, coordinate, coordination. Um, and they just don't have that at the moment. They're all kind of playing for themselves almost. And you know, I think that's to be expected. There's so many change, change, new parts on this line. I think, I think we do have to be patient. Um, I think it's going to be ugly for a while. I agree with you to a certain extent. There are times. Um, looking at this, that guys just completely missed their assignment. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a matter of cohesion and working those things out. It was just like, this guy needs to block this this player, and he just completely missed it. Gr- to me, Green right now, from what I saw, his biggest problem in the run game, he looks confused when he goes second level. It looks like he doesn't know who to block. There was one play he was supposed to block the wheel linebacker and he went after Mac linebacker and the wheel linebacker made the tackle. And it's just like, he just looks, once he gets to that second level, it just, he completely looks lost to me. He looks like he's, he, he goes, he's going hard. It's not like he's just standing there doing nothing, but he completely misses the block, you know, yeah. half the time. He stands up and just looks around a bit. Confused. It's funny. I wrote that exact, the exact word in rich looks lost on back to back plays in the first half resulting in two runs being stuffed. Um, Dave was saying, Dave, you were saying last week about Green needing to, to add a little bit of strength to his game. There was one, um, I think it was the one where uh, Ben like has to escape and he starts dropping around. Initially, the line holds up pretty well. This is this is the pass, not the run. Um, and then it's, I think there's a sack. There's a second effort, but he just totally throws Green to the ground. Like that's the lack of strength. He's getting pushed back a little bit as well. Um, so I mean, it's tough. I- I'm I'm sort of thinking about what you were saying last week, sir. About particularly, I think you mentioned it with uh, with Chucks about sort of low effort, just sort of feeling mm. like you're just sticking an arm out in front of the guy and hoping that'd be enough. And it's obviously not. It feels like it's a bit contagious. Not necessarily doing that same thing, but just sort of being lackadaisical and just not really 
you know, maybe this, these missed assignments are just because of it, it feels like it's a whole mental thing across the whole group. And maybe it's a bit of a gelling together thing and working as a group. But it's only so long you can really say that this whole gelling as a group thing. And, you know, there's going to come a point where what's the point? What, the point where you say you've had enough time to gel now? So where's the effort? Yeah, it's not enough effort. I mean, you, I mean, you guys are pointing out before about him not picking Ben up. You know, if I mean on that particular occasion, two guys knocked him to the ground. He's been hit ten times across the game. Mm. If you if Ben's on the ground, no matter who it is, if if it, well, particularly if it's your fault, you're going over and picking the guy up because it's your fault. He's on the floor right now. You know yeah. that that's that speaks to a whole ethos thing. Whether it's skill, you know, whether your fault is because of skill or whatever, it's an effort thing as well. And effort overcomes skill to a certain extent i mean I, I always think back to guys like ramon foster he was undrafted and he was one of the best guards we've had in a long time i mean he's probably one of my favorite guards of all time i mean he had his limitations he was a little bit slow he was a bigger dude but he overcame that through effort and being smart and and studying teams before he played against them and it feels like these guys i mean it, maybe I, I can't say that they're not studying because they, they probably are and they obviously are but it feels that it's just so low effort on that group, despite what Banner's saying about them being together and and studying together and being more cohesive as a group. I don't, does anyone see that? Does anyone see that cohesion? Uh, it, it, the one thing I will say, the one maybe not positive, but but you know more optimistic slant on this is um, this. I know you're saying you know how long can we give it? it? It has been two weeks, and and there's been so much turnover on this offensive line. Even for I know last year was poor, but you can almost throw that out because even from then. There's just no, there's no consistency whatsoever. This is almost an entirely new group right now. So two rookies, two rookies. You know, we've got um, Chuck's going going over on a different side. We're starting down more on left tackle. This is this is a, a kind of a flip of an offensive line, the likes of which we've never seen. So you know, and, and yeah, name dropping now. We we said this exact thing to Coach Ryan Boyd yesterday. He was saying that he's good friends with Adrian Clem, the offensive line coach, and he's an excellent coach. But but with offensive line, you do need time. When when you've got young guys and guys that that haven't played the position before, you need to give them time to gel, and it will come if if they're talented enough. And and I think that most of the guys in this line are. Um, so you know that's a slightly more optimistic take is that I think there's talent here. I think you can see it on the tape. You know I, I understand that we've got all these issues, but I think you can see the talent there. Like Gav was saying, it's just that it needs to all come together on one play at a time, which you know is is like gold. You know gold at the minute. Or why don't getting... you marry coach? You know. Ah, uh, I know. I know. <laughs> what, uh, what, what, they're not getting much help in terms of there's no I don't remember there being that many tackle eligible players we've got you know Joe Haig I think he that was his role in Tampa right coming in and doing that we've not seen any of that I don't think you know Raiders on the practice squad if it was me I'd be getting Raider out there and you know trying to drill guys constantly two tight end sets get some help outside I, I, I think you know why, why are we not trying to get the help them with the run game yeah are well, you guys seeing a, a significant difference with Canada for comparing Canada to Finkner, well, that 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 that's one thing that's definitely different, right? That that those big big packages that they've gone, not that they were ever that successful, but they, you know they do help. Um, yeah, I want to talk about scheme actually. Yeah, um, what what where are you going with that question, Rich? Do you, do I you just I don't see a significant difference, and and part of this, and, and, and you know, a coach can just do so much. Part of this could be Ben. You know, Ben's a <laughs> been in, been in the NFL a long time. You know, he has his ways of doing things. It's like they have they have too many plays that for to be successful, it depends on the, the player's individual ability to make a play. Hmm. Like like if you're 
if you have third and 12, and this was a big third and 12, I don't know if you guys remember this in the fourth quarter, you have third and 12, you cannot throw the ball two yards down the field to Deontay Johnson with three Raiders around him and expect him to make a play and get 10 yards. You cannot, that's not a high percentage play. You can't expect that. It's, and, and it goes back to what we said before. Ben, just, ben needs, the, the defenses need to respect that Ben can make a play 10 yards down the field anytime he wants it. And once they respect that, then they're going to start backing off and then those running lanes are going to be much easier had. But until the defenses respect his ability to throw 10 to 15 yards accurately, consistently, they're not going to back off because why should they? They figure we'll come up, play the run and we'll play the pass because they're only throwing the ball two or three yards down the field every play. Yes. So I, I don't know, is that scheme or is that Ben just being so stubborn and trying to do what he feels is going to work best? In terms of in terms of the depth of pass, I think that's on Ben. Like we talked about before, that he's he, he, everything's deep or it's it's short. And there were so many players open in the intermediate. So I, I don't think that's a scheme problem. I think that's a Ben problem. To, what I do like about this scheme is is the the the, sc- the screen game seems to be have so much potential. I, I, they did the the whole split zone screen, whatever you're calling that thing, where they, they you've got options either way. Uh, second player of the game, and that was where um, you had Harris on the screen rumbling behind Moore, um, and then you had uh, a similar play on the screen to Juju the other side a few plays later. Um, uh, that that one was actually snuffed out by the Raiders, but I think you've got I think they're establishing things on tape. To, to come back to and to, to adjust to. And I, and I wonder if, if Ben is trying to, was trying to put down, I wonder how much Ben kind of thinks I'm going to put a load of deep, you know, I'm going to answer the critics about these deep, my deep balls and um, are, um, and uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to put loads of these completions on tape. So that, so that, like you say, so they can't stack the box and, you know, that, that concern is there for, for opposing defenses. But then um, if they do, if they do that, why not do it a little bit more inventively? Because at the minute, even when we do do it, it's just it's just focused, like Rich says, on Claypool's individual skill. It's just a one on one, you know, four verts kind of uh, scheme, uh, you know, play. And well, why not run some post routes and some, you know, some vary up a little bit? I mean, like I said, he's not targeting the middle of the field. It, I just it does seem very one dimensional at the minute. Even when we go deep, it's just the same thing. It's like toss it up high and a go route to Claypool. I, I don't know. I, I, well, well, he's, staying, he, he's staying away from the middle of the field. Yeah. That's obvious. He's yeah. been doing last year. He did the same thing. He will not throw the ball in the middle of the field. We did that. We did get like the, we had Ebron cross. We had those crossing patterns last year. Mm. And like we had, you know, and sometimes the ball would be behind the receiver. Sure, but we, you, those those were those were successful. Juju crossing, DJ crossing. That seems to have gone those plays. And whether that's Ben or whether I don't I don't see those patterns so much. The kind mm-hmm. of Dig roots, Even with these deep passes to Claypool, and I, I get that there's a, a high chance of him coming down with it, but at the same time, it feels like there's a hope that he's either going to come down with it or there's going to be a flag on the play. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't feel like that there's um, much of a scheme outside of that. It's, it's just toss it up to him. If he comes down with it, great, but the chances are he's going to come down with the flag as well because he's a physical kind of guy and he gets in people's faces. It, it doesn't feel like there's... You know, what's the other option for him? Like, like you're saying, say, it, it's just toss it up. And teams hope teams are willing happens. to give that up. Teams are willing to do that. Teams will give up two or three deep passes to Claypool again because to. they know that they can stuff us up the run and, and keep us behind. Stuff us up the run. That sounded dirty, didn't it? And keep us behind the, uh, you know, the, the sticks of the entire game. And that's what's happening. So, I mean, Ben apparently has been campaigning to get 
Pat Fryermuth in, involved in the offense anymore this week. Four targets, four catches, 36 yards. But, I mean, that's how's that going to happen if he doesn't target the middle of the field? Where's he going to be? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, you know, that seems as much on Ben as it is on the scheme. So, not not you know, not that he's been involved too much, but even if he does get involved, is he going to target him? I need to see some proof of that. Yeah. I think you know. I think I think the, the fundamentals are there. You know, you've got the, the jet the, the jet sweep with the mesh um, and the screen. You know that there's, there's things in his offense I like. I just yes, it just yeah. feels it just feels like it's all coming together. There's been so much change. I just, I, I'm I'm just calling for patience. You know, let's let's just flip these results. We all thought the Steelers were going to lose to the Bills, and we all assumed wrongly the Steelers were going to beat the Raiders. So if we just take it take a take a breath, you know, it's one and one. Let's just uh, let's see. Let's give. People, you know, before we start, you know, setting light to our pitchforks, let's uh, let's see how things develop here and let's get some, you know, understanding with this with this new offense. I mean, I can entirely get. I mean, if you if you go on social media, Steelers Nation's ready to throw Tomlin <laughs> and Ben out with the bathwater. But at the same time, I can get it because we've basically had a a season of pretty much these first two games. You know, it's a repeat of it, and fans are staring down the barrel of another season just like the last one. Yeah. And they're getting pretty frustrated with it, and it's it's entirely understandable, you know. Yeah, it's disappointing, man. When, when you lose a game like that and you see the same problems reoccurring, it is it's depressing. It upset me on Sunday, you know. It ruined the, the early games. So yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we spent an entire off season discussing the issues with the with the O line, and we're spending another show now doing it again. You know, it, it's the same problems repeating. Yeah, and be, just be careful what you wish for. I mean, there isn't a better quarterback on the roster than, than Ben and you're not going to bring in a better quarterback well, now Stephen A. Smith than... just said that why haven't we signed Cam Newton yet <laughs> oh, I mean that's okay you know. someone just DM'd me that um, we should talk about I was going to move on but we should probably was it mention Jeff? no it wasn't Jeff no no Jeff called me about that a little bit yeah, earlier okay <laughs> got your direct number now where <laughs> Um, we should talk about Naji on his own. Um, obviously, not not being presented with a ton of opportunity. But what about that filthy stiff arm? That was nice dunk. Very nice little highlight play for it. and the touchdown and the touchdown. Nice receiving yeah. the ball there and, and and making it to the edge. I, I am still bashful about Naji. I, I tweeted out during the game. I was like, oh, you know, it's week two, and every time Naji gets handed the ball, I'm rolling my eyes. People took that as a criticism of Naji. Maybe I wasn't clear enough. It was not a criticism of Naji at all. It was more a criticism of the fact that. Every inside run play stops for one, two yards. Like it was not me dogging on Najee Harris, but um, yeah, he, he can make people miss. Though I mean, definitely, yeah, you know, especially outside. What, what you did know. you think? Of, actually, yeah, I want to ask Rich about that because you mentioned Rich in week one that you didn't think that he made enough people uh, miss in the first, or didn't break the first tackle enough. What, what did you see out of him in this game? I thought he ran well. I, I thought his decision making was questionable on a few plays, and I and I understand it. Um, there was one play, I think it was the third quarter, where it actually Chucks and Turner had a really nice seal. And it had a nice hole there, and he just completely missed it and ran ran up. He, he ended up gaining three or four yards. Yeah, I think he got four yards on the play, but he would have it would have been a much bigger gain if he would have hit it. And I think sometimes, and I know this happened last year with our backs. Sometimes what happens if a back loses a little confidence in in his line, he tries to make things happen on his own because he just figures the hole's not going to be there anyhow. I need to start looking for things. And sometimes when you do that, you look for things and you and they actually come through and they put the hole where it's supposed to be and you just completely miss it. He actually did that two or three times in the game. And, um, you know, 
I, I think again, he's a rookie, rookie offensive line. They, the conf, you know, the confidence has to, to to get there with everyone, and they have to. Everybody has to believe in each other. He's going to be fine. Um, I I don't really fault him too much for that. Um, I would have liked to seen him hit some of these holes though, and I because I think he would have he would have gained significantly more yardage. You know, the, the amount of times that he's getting hit three, four yards into the backfield. And it, he, he made yards he had no business having at times. Like, just because of his shiftiness, his ability, his natural, you know, God-given talent. You know, it, it's, 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 it speaks to his sort of elite level. Maybe it's a bit soon to class him as elite, but to his level of, of, uh, of, of being a back. But it's, that's what pisses me off when it comes to putting... I mean, it, it's a, it's might be a bit surprising to some, to some people for me to say it, but when you start putting Benny Snell in, yeah. that from what I was like, I say, Najee was making yards that he had no business having. So why why would you think Benny Snell's going to do that? He is nowhere near the shifty guy who's going to be making yards from after being hit four yards in the backfield. He's not he's not that guy. Maybe Benny Snell will do a job on another team with better blocking. I don't know, but. I think I would rather see Ben throw the ball into the ground than hand the ball to Benny Snow right now. Oh, I, Dave, what a turnaround. <laughs> I love that. Can, it, we that it, can we get that on social, it, please? Yeah, it is a waste It Dude is a waste of a down. What, wow. Yeah, well, surely they were just resting, no, Jay, well, just yeah, that, and then come that, back for the fourth quarter, no? Well, well get, get, Benny, get Benny blocking, get, get Benny pass blocking or something, yeah. get him doing something, because he has no ability right now to overcome this O-line. Najee is the only back on this team who can overcome this O-line to a certain extent to make the, what was it, 30-something yards he made. And that's because of his shiftiness and his ability to make men look like little boys with his stiff arm. That That's what he can do. But this O-line is holding the whole running game back. But I don't think putting Benny Snell in there is going to do anything at all. I, I do think we need to be, to what Gav was saying, I do think we need to be a bit careful with Najee, though, because... I saw a tweet yesterday that Najee's played 97% of the offensive snaps. The next closest running back is like 81%. Yeah, but here's the thing. How many carries did he have? Sure, yeah. You know, that's what you have to look at is workload. Um, and and I agree with Dave completely on this. If he if he has a heavy workload, like if he's already had twelve carries in the first half, I think you got to start spelling him a little bit. You got to you got to preserve him a little bit. But he hasn't had that. We haven't been able to run the ball. So anytime you take him out of the game, you possibly miss a chance for a big big break, a big big you know a big gain. And I, and I agree. There's no reason to put Snell in there at this point. He he's not carrying the ball enough. To need to be spelled, and um, and now he may have some, he may have had a equipment issue or maybe whatever he may have, he may have needed to come out. Okay, that's different. If he needs to come out, he needs to come out. But if it's the Steelers' coaching decision to pull him and put Snell in there, that's I agree with Dave. That's just a bad move. Look, I just wanted to come back. Sorry, just wanted to come back about the um the pass protection of Harris because obviously I was I was gushing about him last week how how good he looked. Um, again, coming back to the pick. Where uh, you know where DJ didn't didn't make the the route and uh, had Ebron underneath, um, Harris was in pass protection. Him and Moore just completely whiffed on Ngokwe, who sort of slipped between them and got the pressure on Ben and and sort of forced Ben to make make that throw. You know he wasn't like he he was under time pressure and it was because basically because Harris messed up in the pass protection. So I just wanted to say that just to clear up because I you know want to be fair. Yeah, I re- I remember that play. Moore Moore got beat. Harris tried to pick the guy up and he got beat too. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe there's an element of them. Sorry, you know, these the, the Crosby and Ngokwe are, are, you know, maybe underrated. But I think they're they're, they're going to start getting more rated if they keep producing the kind of pressure that, that they did in this game because it was it was pretty full on, you know. So maybe that's why Ben is not surveying the field. You know, his vision is the first aspect to go. It's like okay, I need to dump this off or or, or hurl it deep. So you know, maybe that's an element we're not really giving credit for. Yeah, but that's you know. That's the job, you know. You're the quarterback. You got to put your big boy pants on, and you know if you you got to do what's best on each play, you know. And if you're going to get hit, you're going to get hit. Yeah, true. But if you've got consistent pressure from both sides of the line, you've got no 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 out, you know. No. no I know, but you, true. But each each play, you have to look. What I and you're right. I I agree with that gap. But but what I'm saying is, each play, you have to look at it with fresh eyes. You can't think about the play before that you got pressured. I better throw the ball quick on this play because I know I got pressured last play. It's got to be fresh eyes each play. It's funny you say that because I, I honestly saw Ben to play after uh, Chuck Sakurafor was doing his tortoise impression on the floor. I swear I saw Ben look over at Chucks in, 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 as part of his read. He just he just went to see, is this guy getting beat again? I swear. Someone someone watch that and tell me. He's human. I mean, you know, you know, you're human, and he, he did take a lot of punishment. I guess I can't fault him for that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's been ages on the offense, but four quick fire things that I haven't mentioned yet. One, I just want to give Juju some props. I think the dude continues to just not get recognized for the work he does. The TD was not a gimme. I think he did well to to power through two guys that could have tackled him on the goal line. Um, just love what I'm seeing out of him so far this season. And then the three kind of things that I just want to get everyone's take on and see what you sit on it. And I think maybe I, I know. First of all, the fourth, the decision to punt on fourth and one, um, mm. kind of late in the game when you you, pro- mm. you probably need to go for that. I know I don't know how Rich feels. <laughs> what, what's the Tomlinism we were talking about the other week? Don't, don't live in your fears. You don't live in your fears. Yeah. He's gone completely against that. He was living entirely in his fears. I mean, he's he's saying now that he believed in his defense to to get the ball back, which they did. It's relevant, but, but the time is the important yeah, but thing. That, <laughs> you, exactly. You've lost half your clock. What's what's the point in that? Exactly. That that is that's you guys are exactly right. When I first saw it, I think it, it has nothing to do with the defense stopping them. Of course, that's important, but that's not the main issue. You yeah. wasted two timeouts. Mm-hmm. You have one timeout left. If you have three. Maybe you can get away with that call. You don't have enough time to hold them, get the ball back, score, and score again. You're down by two scores. Like you just don't have the time. You know that. Uh, yeah, and, and it's not, and it's not one of these things. It's like, oh well, it doesn't matter that much. The game was over. The game was not lost at that point. There was time on the clock. You know, it was unlikely, but it was. You know, if we get that first down and score, there's, there's every opportunity to then go on and. and compete for the game so yeah awful decision I think you, you, what do you think have you, you with us or? yeah I, I didn't like it I mean they went for the fourth and four earlier but then the pressure got to Ben and we ended up in the horrible you know ground ball so maybe that was just a, a gut call you know a conservative gut call which sometimes you know it's not the right decision but you can't you can't fault the play caller there with just going with how, how the game's gone and what they think is going to happen but yeah you're right technically you know the, I'm sure the analytics will go for it there so that's what they should have done um, third thing, the, the Trey Turner stuff, um, the, the spitting in the dude's face. I, I, I mean, this was a tough one at the time because on the game broadcast, you, you couldn't see um, that that is what what happened. So it looked a bit strange. I was like, why is, why is this dude being disqualified? Then, obviously, you see the replay. It's pretty clear that he does spit in his face. But then after the game, apparently, 
Um, he's saying that the other guy spit in his face first. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't care one way or another. Don't spit in a dude's face. Completely stupid. What is this? Like World Cup Italia 90 again? <laughs> like, players spitting all over each other? It's disgusting. Grooies, like all like, hanging off. That's disgusting, man. Just do something else. Just, like punch a guy. Like, yeah, what, yeah. like what the hell is going on out there? Yeah, I mean, have some have some discipline. But in, I suppose the positives come out of it that it's not looking like there's going to be any suspension. Surprised me, actually. Surprised yeah. me. I thought I actually said at the time because I, well, this was before I heard about him apparently being spat first. Maybe that you know muddies the waters a bit. I don't know. But when I saw that replay, I was like, self-imposed suspension. I don't care. What's the guy doing? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Keep him off the field until he. You know, I don't know. It's just a stupid thing to do. I don't want that guy on the field. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! I don't know. That annoyed me. I just got no time for that shit. It's stupid. Um, and then the fourth thing, uh, the DJ injury right at the end of the game. What is going on there? Why Why is he running this play? That was awful, man. That that I, I was screaming, screaming at my TV. My wife was wondering what was going on. Maybe that's why we lost, because she was sat next to me, because she didn't know we're doing that. <laughs> but, um, but no, that I would... It's it makes no sense. There's no chance of this game happening. It's over. It's done with. So why are you giving it to the guy on the team who's probably the most shifty receiver we've got? Yeah. Who's sort of the most light of foot and agile guy? Why, why are you giving it to him? Just as, as I say before, throwing it at the ground or something. Do something else with it. Don't give it to the guy who, if he's injured, that's potentially a a, a big hit to the receiver room. Why are you doing that? Is, is that a, is that a Ben decision or is that? I, I don't know what that is. No idea what's going on there. Anyone got any idea? Yeah. Why that? So maybe, uh, maybe Matt Canada had uh, an over under or a, a, a DJ in his fantasy lineup or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe. Well, what happened to uh, what happened to throwing the ball deep and, and hoping for a pass interference penalty? Because the the game can't end on a defensive penalty. Mm. You know what what ha- what happened to that? But then, what's yeah. the plan there that we we score and then there has to be a kickoff so we get the offside kick and score from that? I, I don't know. <laughs> we had to score I two don't know. Anyway. But I mean, if you're gonna waste the yeah. throw like yeah. that, then at least do something where you have a chance to be successful on that particular play. Yeah, yeah. Or, or put Haskins in. I mean, put put Haskins in and see, like, just go out there and do anything, make a play, just have a have a you know the speed of a of an actual NFL game. Go out and experience that. The game's over, right? It's garbage time. I mean, I don't know. Do that. I just want to go back to you mentioned the Juju touchdown. You know, that was off a sweep. That was a Matt Canada designed play. So, you know, that's that's something that they put out on tape that that set up and then it worked. And and it worked, you know, I, I, I sort of ragged on him a little bit earlier, Gentry, by saying that Raiders should be out there, but that was a great block by Gentry to spring Juju as well. So you've got to give him credit mm-hmm. for that. Did you notice on that play, um, because I assume you guys looked at the all twenty two? Did you guys notice that no one blocked Crosby? You think that was designed that they just figured Juju's going to beat Crosby around that end? Yeah, I think so. That's one of those ones where you you just make him run into air. Yeah, yeah, that's but, what yeah. I thought, but I it's hard to tell on the on the broadcast. Yeah, <clears throat> um, that, that was a good play. Matt Caballi wrote an article for the Athletic this week saying that when the Steelers run uh, sort of ran the Matt Canada thing and stuck to it, that it worked. So. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something to that. I think it does. I just I do think I think to get the best out of Matt Canada, a different QB would be better. But yes, you don't. You, but as I said, you're not you're not going to get that QB. That's going to be a three year project to get there. So be careful what you wish for. But I'd, or could it be a man with a hole in his hat? It could. Cam Newton. 
running quarterback. I don't <laughs> think he could do it. No, I, I think it could be um, it could be Aaron Rodgers in 2022. But anyway, let's I, I almost want to see. I almost <laughs> want to see Cam Newton be signed by the Steelers just for Rich's fury about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man, man, that man belongs on the Houston Texans. Yes. that's where he belongs. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, no, as a man with Davis Mills and his dynasty team, I, I'm, I'm all about getting him. Enjoy it while it lasts, because it's going to be (laughs) short-lived. Okay, uh, let's run to the defence. What can you say about the defence this week? I mean, this has been very tough. This is where all the the injuries were. Obviously, before the game, we found out that Hayden and Bush uh, were out. um, Wait, was someone else out? Did I miss someone there? No, TJ went out during the game, right? So... um, the Hayden thing I've been saying for a while now is the, the biggest Jenga piece in this offense because I was very concerned about this secondary. Now, fears were allayed a little bit last week when Sutton had the performance he did and, and, and what have you, but I thought that we saw this week why Hayden is that Jenga piece. I don't think James Pierre looked ready at all. Um, I thought Pierre, Pierre made some I knew you were going to come in and defend bad, James Pierre because I don't want to dog on the dude. He's an undrafted free agent. He's playing above his potential. Uh, not potential, uh, expectation. But let's be honest, the guy did not look great out there. He was getting picked on a little bit. Uh, a tiny bit. I, I, he did look a little bit, that sort of change of direction, failure on the three-point, yeah. the cone drill. That one was bad. I think a lot, a lot, of, the, a lot of the other errors were forgivable. So I'm giving, I'm giving Pierre a pass. It was, it was, for me, it was Sutton's went from hero to zero yeah, for me. I agree. Yeah, that's a, well. Both, it was both sides for me. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, that, that he had two missed tackles in the game. Apparently, Sutton, but the one that was so egregious was where he just he bundled straight into the dude. It's the perfect angle. Um, should be an easy tackle, and just there's no weight behind it, and he just flops into his legs. He easily just allows it to happen and runs past him. One of the worst um, missed tackles I think you'll ever see. That was that was on the, on Edwards for the first down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the egregious one for Sutton was where he collided with Pierre, who Pierre was yes. was, was was in pursuit and was was possibly going to make a tackle on the, on the Rugs big play. That was his but idea. I mean Rugs. To be fair, Rugs made a, a very savvy little minute shift on his route, and and that is what made Sutton miss. And basically, Sutton tackled Pierre, and it was it was it was bad. But um, yeah, I just I, this is this is what I was afraid of. Sutton on the outside is is not not where it's. Uh, doesn't cut it. I don't think. I don't think that's where, where he should be. Um, and his biggest weakness is is, is uh, stopping momentum on comeback routes. He just seems to give up like fifty percent more separation than any other DB on the team. Um, and a perfect example was one on the the big Derek Carrier completion. You know, anyone makes a comeback on him, Sutton's. He travels for another three meters before he reacts. I don't know what it is. It must be physical. And he pl- he plays so far off as well. That's that's part of it. Well, that big third down Waller completion too. Mm. I mean, he it wasn't a it wasn't a fancy move, a slick you know A B Deontay Johnson move. It was he just ran like an out, like a deep out, and he wasn't even close to him. Like he looked like he had no speed at all. I you know I. Yeah, I was. You know what a difference a week makes, though, guys. Yeah. I think you know. Last week we were saying every single person in that defensive backfield made a made a nice play in the game. Did something in the game to make a nice play, and and this past weekend I didn't see one. I didn't see anybody make a play. No, I thought but the best did, guy in the sorry. I thought the best guy in the secondary. I will say was Edmonds. I thought he had a good game. Not sure. My my issue with Edmonds was for the. Um, 
the touchdown, the clean up on the touchdown. I think um, the, the long one, the the rugs. Uh, let me just let me just. Uh, I'm trying to no, he wasn't. He wasn't involved no, in the, which, which. No, no, not that one. Uh, where is it? Here? I'll come back to you. I need to find it. I've got okay. it in my notes here. Um, it, it, it just sort of shows the knife edge that this defense as, as a whole sits on. Because you, you you take out um, take out Hayden, and you, you your secondary falls to pieces because Pierre's not doing what he what you know. It had to say what he what he does best because he's an undrafted guy, but playing to his strengths because he's he's at his best when he's got Joe Hayden taking that focus away from him. You take TJ out of there and the pass rush doesn't get home because all the focus is on TJ trying to stop TJ. Yeah. And then and then Hayward isn't quite getting home like he would do normally. And I mean I'm quite high on Ingram, if anything. I I'm, I'm I think he's probably one of the best pickups we've had this in the in the off season. But he doesn't quite get home. And then High Smith isn't really doing what you think he's doing. A bit of, if anything, a little bit of a disappointment so far. I don't know, man. Highsmith has and, been great against the run, and it, it just sort of, it, to me, it's sort of shown. Like I say, last week we were saying how high we were on this defense, and it just, it just showed what a knife edge it sits on. You take a couple of pieces out of that, and it comes tumbling down. Yeah, well, I mean, not the, only that, but two, it's out as well. We keep forgetting about that. He's a huge yeah. part of that that defensive yeah. line. Yeah, I mean the different. We talked about it last week. The four-man rush allowed the Steelers to sit back and, and keep plays in front of them and flood the flood the, the secondary with bodies. Couldn't do that. They they were blitzing way more. They were playing single high way more. Mm-hmm. Um, they were obviously worried about <laughs> Waller, but that 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 sort of plan seemed to go out the window, and then they started to hit us. Uh, the, the the thing I wanted to say about Edwards was um, Edmund, sorry, was uh, the the Moreau touchdown. It's, we had Schobert completely outmatched. Mm-hmm. Again, but um, it, it, you know he didn't get his head round in coverage. But he's he's not a defensive back. But Edmonds was just watching the trips to the other side of the field, um, and you know maybe was was caught. He took a false step or a couple of false steps coming down for Renfro. But but Minka had that. Um, so for me, the, the the Moreau touchdown was completely on Edmonds. You know, Schobert did enough. He was he was in phase with with him, but he just he, you know he couldn't didn't make a play on the ball, and, and Moreau made a great catch. But really, that was that. That should have been Edmonds. He's a safety. That's his job. Like play, play, play over the top of the play. Hmm. That was the thing. Fair enough. But you know, you lose, you lose TJ Watt. I mean, the, the guy was absolutely killing him. He goes out. Yeah. Suddenly, everyone's exposed. Yeah, and it's not that the rest of the D line is bad, Dave. It's just that it regresses to the mean. Then you know, it's it's. Well, yeah, I, I'm I'm not sort of harsh. I'm not saying that they were yeah. especially bad. It's just it's just that it's. TJ takes that much focus. Exactly. Yeah. That that's where everyone else starts getting to the QB more, and everyone gets that extra bit of pressure, and it it took that away, and that, and that's where it sort of fell short, you know. And Alu Alu as well, you know. I mean, oh, he's yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's a good all rounder at that nose tackle. He brings pressure, and he and he stops the run, you know. And Bugs came in. You know how much I like Bugs. Great against the run. Great at the point of attack. Doesn't doesn't pressure. Doesn't doesn't collapse the pocket as well as as Alu Alu does. So that's another thing. So overall, there was less pressure, which is going to expose these guys on the back. I did want to give Bugs some some love in the run game. Like you said, I thought he he, he filled that role pretty admirably. Admirably, that's not a word, but you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying. Yeah, I've I've got no worries with Bugs. I think you know he's just that that rock in the middle, the tree yeah. Yeah. in the ocean that everyone everything everyone can work around. Um, while we're talking about the secondary, talk to me about this Minka stuff. He's now, for the second week in a row, the lowest-rated player by PFF on the team. Um, this one fell a little bit more... I don't, I don't know if it deserves the right word. He was a little bit more MIA. He had the awful missed tackle just after Pierre. Also had the awful missed tackle on the same play. Um, what, what are you seeing out of Minka? What's the issue? 
Well, they were playing him a lot in down by the line of scrimmage and yeah. blitzing him. And is this I, just I don't not know. where he should be? Is it, should we get him no, back? I, is he? Is he? Do we, I know it's sort of constraining him playing him deep safety, but isn't that where where he's, he's best? best? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's tough because you yeah. want to get your best players involved, right? And obviously, maybe a deep safety isn't involved in most plays, but. If he's if he's uh, if this is what we're going to get out of him down by the line of scrimmage, maybe we need to to revert back to the norm on that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad to see that people are on him for the for the uh, the rugs TD because I was worried they were going to be on Witherspoon, and I I think he did what you know I thought he did he he could do all he could do you know he that guy he but I thought he played him pretty well. Obviously he got burnt by speed, but he, what are you going to do? He's got he's sitting in a ten yard cushion, um you know. He, he, uh, Witherspoon stemmed him inside, didn't let him get outside of him. But by the time Ruggs had kind of, you know, declared what route he was making, they they had already travelled, you know, 20 yards. And by the time Witherspoon had flipped his hips, and he actually did manage to stay in phase with him, so he wasn't out of phase. But there's no way you can keep up with that that speed of a guy that's just running full pace at you. Yeah. You know, he, he was, the guy's already halfway through his 40-yard dash. And 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 Witherspoon's basically at a standing start. It's just and 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 you know you need Minka there over the top, and Minka just had crashed down. Got same as same as Edmonds was was seeing something else, worrying about something else, and you know that's why the ball's going over his head. And I'm pretty sure that's why he's getting a bad grade. No, I'm not. I got some heat for this because I mean what you're saying is correct from the coverage angle, but on that same play, I'm pretty sure it was Norwood, right? Blitz the quarterback from from the slot, and. For me, when I'm watching that play, he he did the exact thing I said he did last week and stopped dead just before he hits the quarterback for some reason, as if he thinks that we're playing flag football and he's not allowed to hit the QB. Now well, he's got a red shirt, red shirt on the yeah, QB. Now some people came. He's like, no, he doesn't stop dead. Watch the replay. Okay, right. He, he doesn't. Yeah, he does not stop and plant his feet and look at the quarterback. But it's almost like he reaches the quarterback and doesn't know what to do. He doesn't dive in with a hit. He likes he like leans back as if he's one of those bad penalty takers that skies the ball. You know, he's like. Sorry, Gavin, I, what you say? Oh, I know what I know what he was doing, what Go. he was thinking. He it looked to me like when he was rushing, he was expecting a car to to make a move outside the pocket. Mm-hmm. So he he adjusted his he adjusted his route to the quarterback. And when he when he adjusted his route to the quarterback, it slowed him up. If he would have taken a direct run and not make any type of move left or right. He he might have got there in time to to maybe not stop the pass, but at least throw the pass off. But it was like, you know how you're you know how when you're running towards somebody and you're expecting them they're gonna make a move. So you take that step to the left or step to the yeah. right just to adjust yourself so you're in position to get them. That's what it looked to me like he was doing. I don't know why he expected it, but it looked to me like he expected him to just try to get out of the pocket to the yeah. outside. Yeah. Okay. But, but this I... is sorry go on. I was just going to say, this is concerning. This is two weeks in a row we let a receiver behind our defense. And, and you remember, if if that pass to Sanders is accurate, we might lose that Buffalo game. Yeah. You know, exactly. we, we might have lost that game. And this is this is absolutely on Minka. I mean, he just – he reacted. He's he's favoring Waller, cause, which he's been doing probably most of the game. You know, somebody has been favoring Waller with, with a bracket. And he, re, he responded to Ruggs – acceleration too slowly and by the time he got over he was just too late and that so to me i agree that one's all on Minka, and he can't let this happen he, as the free safety in that position your number one priority you never let anyone get behind you you can't let it happen and that's that's on him interesting to see what happens with joseph or or just 
getting more safeties out there. Try playing some three safety looks. I don't know because they've got they've got Norwood out there. They've got Edmonds. I, I just feel like there's there's more wrinkles. I mean, the Butler thing came up again, right? I don't know. We're talking in the in the old struggle, you know, tight ends versus linebackers. I think I think it's fair to say the tight ends won won this struggle. You know, we had we had the Ingram, in, Melvin Ingram. All right, I, I like what he does at the line, but we had him dropping. I mean. The dude looked like the turf was made out of molasses the way he was running, and it was ugly. I don't ever want to see Melvin Ingram drop in, in coverage ever again. We had uh, Schobert blitzing when he was lined up opposite Waller. That was, you know, Carr just immediately saw that and exploited it. We had Schobert in coverage one on one against Waller again. I mean, what? Surely Waller was like you're saying. Waller's the, got to be the guy that's got to be white. Why, why is he one on one with Schobert, a linebacker who's obviously going to get outmatched? Um, yeah. I, I thought I thought to be fair to the Raiders, I thought that their scheme was good. I thought you know getting tight ends open in zone, beating plays. I thought you know they did a good job, and and Carr was Carr played with good accuracy and touch when it was needed. So I, it was just a perfect storm. Um, and, you know, and you've got to remember the Steelers did hold them to a hell of a lot of field goals. Yeah. And it was just yeah. you know the, the, it was the offense lost the game, not the defense. It the was, defense. Yeah. Did enough for, for if, with a good, you know, if the offense was clicking, they could have won this. But there, there, there were there was cause for concern. Uh, can I just say, Gav? Every time you say Darren Waller's name, all I can think of is the Offspring song, Walla Walla. <laughs> Classic. Is that because my accent? Or it's just the way you say it. Like what? It's like there's no R on the end. It's like it's just W A W L A. I like it. Walla. What should I say? Walla. Walla. <laughs> Go listen to that song, Walla Walla, the Offspring. Great song. Walla Walla. Um, okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I tell you what, though, um, Spillane, what do you think of his game? I quite like. I mean, listen, we're obviously la- we saw that we were lacking a, a sideline to sideline guy. I mean, he's got an easier job, but crashing down on the run, uh, you know, made some nice hits, um, missed a couple of tackles, but I didn't hate his game. Nice, huge tackle for loss. Yeah, yeah. In the third quarter, I thought he had a good game. Broke down well on catches in front, and I had the did have the um, uh, the third and two, the the out to the sideline, just sort of doing his Devin Bush impression. I thought I thought it was a good a good confidence builder after the poor preseason he had. What do you think of the? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Dave. No, I say he was a tackle machine, man. He was. He, yeah. he, was, he was flying all over the shop. I, he got pretty unlucky on that uh, roughing the passer call. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, what do you think of that? I, I mean, I can see why they called it because his helmet made contact, but at the same time, his shoulder made contact as well. At least it did from the camera angle I looked at. So it's it's a it's a six or one after us and the other. These calls call annoy them. me. These calls annoy me every time because it, what it reminds me of is the playoff game against the Broncos, right? Where Peyton Manning slides and then gets up and runs again against us. Do you remember that? And I'm just yeah. like, what? What is the defense supposed to do? We can't hit him, but we also, you know, if if he doesn't slide, we're not allowed to hit him. Oh. But if he does slide, he can get back up. What do they want? Oh, well, we all know that these rules are set up for offenses, right? Stupid. It's not set up to work in favour of the defence. But, I mean, there was a, a few hits on Ben. When we talk about <laughs> Ben getting hit all the time, the few hits on Ben that you think, well, that if that's a call, so is that one. Um, but, yeah, that, I thought it was a bit unfair. Watching it in real time, it didn't feel as... I mean, it was a hard hit, man. He, he absolutely nailed him. But um, it felt a bit unfair, considering the flow of the game and what have you. I thought I thought that was a pretty pretty fair hit, in my opinion. But... Yeah. I I just want them to be consistent. And this is why I, I shouted out the referees from last week, how good of a job they did. Just call the game consistent. I can see that being a penalty on Spine. Fine. But that cro- that Crosby hit on on uh on Ben, that was face mask to face mask too. 
So, you know, you got to call that. If you call one, you got to call the other. Yeah. The officiating wasn't as good as last week, was it, Rich? No. No. <laughs> um, the, we just kind of spoke about the, the, the linebackers and the D-line, right? I think um, Wormley was in there a lot. Uh, just kind of the, didn't do a great deal for me. I don't know if anyone's got any thoughts on him. Um, Ingram, I, I thought Ingram and Haywood continue to apply a lot of pressure. To be fair, Dave, after uh, TJ went out, it's just like I was saying. It, it, you know, you got to expect that we regress yeah. to a normal defense in terms of pressure after a guy like TJ goes out. Um, High Smith, what are you saying about High Smith, Gav, with the, the run game? I just thought he's he was shedding blocks and sitting the edge nicely, and you know he's got his, he's got bringing the pressure. Um, you know, a few, had a couple of tackle for losses. Uh, neutral zone infraction wasn't great, but otherwise, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a solid game. Yeah. So uh, a few, I thought a few um, shout outs for some of the other guys, the smaller snap contributors, louder milk. I thought mm. he had had some good blocks in the run game. One uh, one that led to a showboat tackle. I, th- I just thought he looked like he belongs out there. A great experience for him. Jameer Jones, nice run stuff as well. Shared his blocker for a tackle for loss. Obviously playing special teams as well. And um, Justin Lane actually was okay. He did. He 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 looked all right. So you know some of these guys, the depth, the depth. We the problem was it, it, you want these guys coming in being sprinkled in, but because of the injuries, they were sort of playing bigger roles. And, and there's a lot of them playing bigger roles, and it, they were kind of exposed a bit. The, the only thing I, I wrote down about Justin Lane because he, he only played nine snaps was that um, he tackled Hunter Renfro short of the first line down or third down. And uh, and then tackled him over it to give him the first down, which annoyed me a bit. But sh- small sample size, I shouldn't complain. But that is annoying, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the third down. <laughs> that, that is annoying. <laughs> um, how how about the football Cam Hayward's playing? So good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that, that might be our defensive MP. It's hard to say. It's two games, but so far he's just amazing Ru- against the run and the pass rush. Just fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I hope if he plays to this level all season, and it's a long season, there's a long way to go. But if he plays to this level all season, I hope he gets the defensive MVP buzz because he's not a sexy name, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I hope because he'll deserve it. So, yeah, he's consistently in that Pro Bowl vote, though, right? He's, he is. He's, yeah. he's always, always in and around that. Not that Pro Bowl means a whole, a whole, a whole bunch. But uh, but no, I, I love. I've always loved watching Cam. He's like a human wrecking ball. I mean, you talk about bowling balls. He's he's up there, right? He's just a, <laughs> he's just causing disruption. Same for the, the off season, Dave. <laughs> and, and and it's so hard to get recognition as a defensive end in a three four scheme. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Think of how many off the top of your head. Can you think of any three four defensive ends in the Hall of Fame? I can't think of any. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's really, really tough. Yeah. Who's that? I was going to say, I'll defer to you on that, Rich. If you can't name any, I don't think I will. I, I can't. I mean, my memory isn't what it used to be, but I don't know. Gav, can you think of any? Racking my brains. I mean, if, if JJ Watt played in a 3-4, he would be in it because he could have played a 3-4 in a, in, you know, in a 3-4 scheme, but he obviously didn't. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, that's the glamour position yeah. as a defensive end. If you're... If you're a pass rusher, you don't want to be drafted to a three-four team out of college. That's that's oh, death. Yeah, that's yeah. death. Then you're not going to get the money probably that the glamour four-three defensive ends get. Yeah. Um, uh, we, one, we, one thing about yeah. the, the cam, I want to talk about the cam tip. Did it, it looked to me like Norwood was going to pick that pass if it hadn't been tipped? Did you see that? It looked he broke on that route really nice, know. and that you know that's what he that's that was his you know that was his bag. 
in, in college was, was breaking on roots and making picks. So right. it's a bit of a shame in some ways. I'd like to have seen if, if he would have done. I mean, honestly, you watch the route. He breaks down. It's, he's like in zone. He's not. It's not his guy. He breaks down on the route and then the ball flying up in the air. That could have been a big play. Cool. No, I, didn't, I didn't notice that. Um, James Pierre played the most snaps of anyone on the team this week, combined with all the defensive snaps and the special team snaps. 137. Um, sorry, no, hundred and no. I'm telling, I'm talking rubbish. I'm talking absolute rubbish. No, he didn't. Ignore me. Hundred seventy-two. Cam Sutton. Never mind. Ignore me. I totally misread that. Um, Derek, most snaps what, in the secondary. Though. Most snaps in the secondary. Well, I think Minka had more. Oh, um, okay. So third <laughs> just, most snaps just, on the team. Yeah, just, <laughs> forget that point. That was awful. I just totally, I totally missed three dudes. Who okay. had the fifth most? <laughs> <laughs> Getting lost in the molasses. Uh, again. Terrell Edmonds, yeah. I think maybe. Um, I just want to say, Derek, what we mentioned it last week, it feels like more and more people are getting this bandwagon of why are we paying this dude $2 million to do nothing. Um, I feel like I was the first person to say you were, that. Was that. You were and very now early. other people are joining yeah. my island here. You're right. And I'm starting to feel bad about it. I don't want to go. I don't want to, I'm not wishing for a guy to lose his job. But, um, but you started yeah. this and you can't take that yeah. back. So. But it's not like he's making massive plays on special teams. I know he's a special teams captain, but... I mean, he's there. He's doing stuff. I don't know what to say, Gav. I mean, you've taken food directly out of the children of Derek Watt's mouth. Yeah. yeah you know you what, know. though, Gav? Your conspiracy theory is looking more and more accurate every day. <laughs> I tell you, if he's cut this week, we know we know that was the right. What was the thing is, <laughs> or it's in the contract, and he's you know, it's but it, if he's cut, you know, June first next year, and there's no explanation. That's the explanation. Yeah. It was a year, a year contract thing. No, we'll see. Um, apparently, Tomlin says it's game specific, which sounds like a non-answer to me. Um, we'll see. I don't, yeah, I don't... It's bit, they don't have a game plan. He's not in the <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> yeah. um, Did you guys hear? Was it Tomlin or Roethlisberger that said that they didn't game plan for the hurry-up offense? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. What is that? That no, that should be a part of your offense. Period. Like that is just there when you need it. You don't. Like what? I, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, strange. Oh, no answers. Flummox for that one. <laughs> uh, special teams. Boz nails the longest field goal ever at Heinz Field. That's pretty cool. Um, dude's money. I mean, Boz is uh, just on fire. Just doesn't miss. So keep that coming. Uh, and Presley having the third. We ragged on him a little bit in week one. Thought he had a good game. Booming punt in the in the third. Flip the field. Pins the Raiders on the three-yard line at one point. Um yeah. Yeah, great lot, game. Yeah, a lot of punting yeah. to do, but um, we might he might be the guy who ends the season with the most punts. To be honest, the way things are going. What was the um the Ray Ray unsportsmanlike conduct thing? That uh, the drive back? Yeah, he. I, I I don't know. I didn't dive deep into it, but he, I I did see at the end of that run he was being a bit of a shit house. I I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. What did he do? He, he, I don't know. I saw I saw like the the huddle of him like starting to kick off a little bit, but I didn't I didn't zoom in and focus on it. Ah. But, well, the guy wouldn't let go of him. The whistle right. had blown, and he was still holding on to him and like pushing him back. And I think he took offense to that and either said something or I don't know. It was that was another weird call. Uh, Ray yeah, Ray McCall, he, uh, not, not really, you know. Doing much on return games right now. It's oh, I don't know, man. I was going to say he nearly had the um, the return. It looked like he in the fourth quarter on that punt return. He 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 only needed to just get around that edge, and he only yeah. had the punter to beat. Right? Yeah. It was, that was a tight end. Yeah, there's a tight end there, and then the punter. You're right. Like yeah. he can't beat a tight end to the sidelines. Like that was a weird decision. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was so close. That could have been, you know, that was a what if moment. That was that was that was the pump block, right? For this game there, right yeah. there. And it didn't yeah. happen. I will say I thought, um, just while we're wrapping up, I thought, you know, the the the, the defense as a whole was tired. You've got hang on, I've got it here. You know, the, at one point we had a D line of uh where is it? Sorry, I should have heard this before. Oh no, I've lost it. Um, uh, so yeah, we got a, a front of a four-man front of Wormley, Bugs, Ingram, and Jameer Jones. Now, like, if you'd have told me that in the off-season, <laughs> and that was in the third quarter, right? You know, um, but they're tired, right? And it, it's a tough job in the fourth quarter with a team that's trying to run out the the, the, the clock. There's, there's injuries, but they're still forcing punts. You know, when the Raiders were were trying to run down the clock. So I just think. This this D is does deserve credit for this game, even though, you know, they didn't they didn't they didn't they didn't help the Steelers close it out. I do I do think they played with intensity and with stamina and endurance, and I, I, I still think this this is a great defense, even when it's you know, lurching under all these under under these injuries. So you've got to give credit there. Yeah, I mean, but by, by the fourth quarter, by the end of the fourth quarter, like they're completely gassed, right? Because the offense is doing nothing. They're spending the majority of the time on the field. It's just. They're, they're done. They're, they're cooked, aren't they? By the end, by the end of that fourth, fourth quarter, it, they're not stopping anything. I don't think. I think they're just they're ready to go home. They're ready for the showers and going home. I think. By that point. Yeah, you've got three massive tight ends beating the hell out of you, and then you've got little shifty Renfro like shift like shifting it out of out of time, and and Rugs coming at you with his speed. I mean, it's, it was a tough it was a tough ask in the end. Yeah. So. Um, just a quick thing, but last thing before we, uh, we we move on. I'm just jumping back to the offense now, but I've just seen something really interesting. Talk about Matt Canada's offense, right, and uh, all the motion involved. Steelers currently rank 17th in terms of percentage of snaps with motion. Not yeah. not, not committing to that. 12. percent It did seem to go away from it, and there was we did see the first broken play, didn't we, where it all went wrong. Yeah. yeah. Just um, interesting. That's all. Just just very strange that you know. Doesn't seem to be yeah. a commitment there to doing what he seemingly wants I, to do. I do like to think that he's setting up things on tape. I do. I do. Honestly, I do love that that split that split zone play and and the sort of mesh jet sweep. I think. I think. I think there's a lot of potential here. I just think he's slowly, slowly. Yeah. Just uh, just before you move on to Rich's point of a, a three four D end in the Hall of Fame, a quick Google has brought me up with Bruce Smith. From the best. Oh yeah, one of the best. Yeah, one of the greatest. And played for the Washington team as well until 2003. Nice. Nice. Yeah, he is awesome. Yeah. Nice. Nicely done, Dave. Well done, Dave. <clears throat> um, okay, should we go uh, around the league a little bit before we move on to the uh, the Bengals? Yes. Yeah, um, I wasn't sure how you wanted to do. Do you want to just do the the AFC North, or do you want me to do the whole thing? It felt like a lot last week, but maybe I could. Just, yeah, we did. Just I think it was it. a bit too much. Yeah. I think well, that was just excitement about yeah. one. Wasn't it? I don't know if you want to go into just what, what you think, and uh, we'll just yeah. Well, I'll go through. Uh, let's see if there's any interesting games. Uh, I thought the Giants played well on uh, Thursday night football. I don't know if anyone stayed up to watch that. That was quite a good game actually. In the end, um, I did. Yeah, and I really suffered on the Friday. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, um, but I'm in, I'm excited to see some more Heineke. I'm I'm all in on the Heineken. Um, so. Yeah, excited for that. Uh, scroll through a lot of boring games. Bills dominated the Dolphins. What do you think of the Dolphins? What's going on with them? Well, they'd lost their QB, didn't they? Well, I mean, okay, but thirty-five zip. I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't watch the game because we, we were watching the Steelers at yeah, the time, yeah. so I don't know. Can't really say what exactly happened. But, um. Fair enough. Um, the Browns. So let's go into the AFC North. So the Browns um, beat the Texans thirty-one twenty-one. At one point, I thought that 
Baker Mayfield was down with a serious injury, but he comes back. Um, kind of looked like it was going to be an upset for a while, and then they pulled away. Uh, on at the same time as Steelers as well, so maybe you didn't see it, but um, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what do you think of that game? Anyone? Any thoughts on that? Or? I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's encouraging that they couldn't, they weren't killing the Texans. I mean, it's a, it's a shame <laughs> for Tyrod again. Going yeah, out I know, injured. man. Yeah, it sucks. It's always Tyrod. Let, yeah. let him play. <clears throat> It's like what's like the all injured team like Raheem Mostert, yeah. Tyrod, like <laughs> these guys that just can't stay healthy. Yeah. Jake Butt. Um, yeah. What else we got? Saints. Saints was a flash in the pan. So I started. Get this. You, you want to talk about dumb people? I started uh, Jameis Winston over uh, Lamar Jackson in fantasy and cost. Wow. Yep. <laughs> That's a bold, bold play. That's why you don't go chasing the points. And the funny thing is, our buddy Lewis, who we had the fantasy, uh, the fantasy show with, he, he advised me not to do it, and I ignored him. So. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say you started uh, started him over Derek Carr. I thought, well, that's that's acceptable mistake. But wow, over over yeah. Lamar. Yeah. What what where did you what round did you draft Lamar in? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, fourth, too high, fifth. I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, too there high. You go. yeah, so awful move by me. Um, so so what, what points did Jameis get you with his 101 yards and two interceptions? <laughs> I think it was about 10 points. I think <laughs> I think Lamar Jackson probably got like 35. Uh, yeah, what about that Bengals game, right? They end up beating the Chiefs in a bit of a bit of a shootout. I did not see them having the ability to do that after the uh, the first week. Wait, what? They didn't beat the Chiefs? No, Bengals? not, the, I mean not, the, not the Bengals, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, you said the Bengals. Did I? Yeah. I was talking about I was talking about Lamar Jackson. I just said they. All I don't right. think I said. Okay. Did I? Yeah, yeah, you said, yeah, you said <laughs> said Bengals. That's okay. It's fine. Yeah, no, that was crazy. Good game as well. I thought that was a good game too. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. Yeah, a bit. Um, no uncharacteristic up, of but... uh, yeah, uncharacteristic of Mahomes a little bit mm. throwing those picks and things not coming off for him. But, um, yeah, I know. I like where are they? They're, they're they're getting these running backs as well. Though they look they look quite decent. That was actually the biggest takeaway I had from that game. I, I tweeted this out while it was happening. I was like, look look at the Ravens. Right, they've had three starting running backs go down injured, and yet still they can run it up the middle. Ask yourself why that is, because mm. they have a second element to the game that they have to respect. Yeah, they did. You see where somebody. Uh posted uh, that uh, Steelers don't go for it on fourth and one with the game on the line, but uh, Harbaugh asked Jackson, hey, you want to go for it? And he's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a that was such a peacock move as well. I, yeah. I, I didn't like that. I mean, obviously, he's going to say, yeah, you don't need to run onto the field and, you know, shout, hey, Lamar, you want to go for this? Sit down, Harbaugh. Twat. <laughs> <sighs> Can't stand that man. Right, um... Well, let's let's talk Bengals. I don't think any other games were super interesting. Um, no, it was a bit of a weird week, really. Yeah, it? It yeah. Kinda... The, the late games did, were good. I, the Seahawks yeah, game was fun. Yeah, yeah. They lost it. They lost me money. The Derek game. Henry, man. I I don't know if I can forgive Derek Henry for. I, I don't know what it was. I shouldn't talk too much about fantasy yet, but I, I've got six fantasy teams. I seem to be playing Derek Henry in four of them, and he like <laughs> issued me with four losses all at the end of the day. You know, like it's like <laughs> yeah. it was all going well. It's like green lines and you know green yeah. and happy faces everywhere and then uh, you know I kind of watched I, I watched that game unfold it sort of went to overtime a little did it go to overtime yeah, didn't it I think it, yeah. yeah you go you're watching a oh, great an extra like 10 minutes of football I'm sitting there enjoying it you know that ends I'll check my fantasy team all losses because he scored like 50 points or whatever <laughs> man I was so depressed for two days I couldn't even look I didn't even want to try and sign anyone waivers I just wanted to quit playing fantasy and like <laughs> Get out of the game. So cruel, man. Yeah, I had the same experience with Aaron Jones in the, in the Dynasty League. Just killer on, on a Monday night. You don't want that. So it's always those late yeah. games. 
Um, yeah, and the Bengals. So let's go. Let's move on to the Bengals. The Bengals squeak out um, a win against. Uh, sorry, no, the Bengals did not squeak out a win. Sorry, they squeaked the Bears out a loss. Squeaked yeah. out a win. <laughs> squeaked out a loss. Joe, Joe Burrow squeaked out a loss indeed uh, against the Bears. Um, the offense just just couldn't make it up at the end. Uh, Joe Burrow ends up throwing three picks on three consecutive uh, passes, which is pretty impressive, to be fair to to the dude. Yeah, I um, think it shows the confidence he's got. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. If nothing else. Um, the one he threw to Jalen Johnson. That was, I mean, I was saying that Steelers should go for Johnson. He was one of those Utah um, defensive backs when I was saying, just remember, just like draft that whole secondary because it yeah. was uh, Burgess and all the Blackman and Jalen Johnson. Um, he just timed his break perfectly. Uh, that, that was a great pick, I thought, for that guy. The the third one was just like a messy protection tip, wasn't it? And, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Burrow's pretty effective. Where were you going? Sorry, yeah, I've derailed you. And no, 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 no. Where I was just starting up the game preview. So with the Bengals, um, we, uh, we start the. No, interesting. That's interesting. We were six point five point favorites over the Raiders. Uh, we are now four point five, uh, four point five point favorites over the Bengals. So you can see the drop there, in terms of we're playing a poorer team and we have a lower line. 44.5 over under on the score, and now interestingly again in the first week. Every analyst on NFL Network picked the Bills to win and the Steelers won. In the second week, every analyst picked the Steelers to win and the Raiders won. This week, every analyst has picked the Steelers to beat the Bengals. Mm. Do you think someone on this show needs to pick the Bengals just to... Uh, well, uh, don't worry too much about e- that, Gav. Exercise? Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So do you think those those the, those the spreads have, have are narrowed because of the potential injury to Ben, though, and the TJ Watt and all the questions, injuries rather than... Yeah. Yeah, it's, Just, it's a bit of both, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the, the Ben thing—we didn't really talk about that. We, we, it looks like because it sounds like Ben is going to play now. But would you consider playing Mason in the, in the game like this? I wouldn't want to play Mason. I'd want to start Ben, and then. One one weakness I saw with the with the Bengals was they just cannot defend a mobile QB. So mm-hmm. that to me shows. You know where I'm going. He's throwing Haskins. If, if Bennett can't go, you you go to a, a Wildcat or you know a mobile QB or, or do something to just try and expose that weakness because they they uh, you know Fields came in and was just gashing them. So hmm. yeah. few matchups to watch on this one. Uh, I mean, I've been talking about the Bengals wide receiver trio for you know all off season. I'm a little bit in love with that. A little, bit, a little bit in love with that group, especially now Jamar Chase is uh, showing up again. Um, with our limited cornerback situation, if Joe Hayden still can't come back with the grind, that is very concerning to me. Um, could see Tyler Boyd having a big day, my boy. Um, I, I mean, is there, is there any hope of us defending against those three if if Hayden's not up? That, that worries me a lot. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think I think Burrow's very effective in the quick game. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and play action and the boot boot action. Uh, so many empty sets. Mm. Um, so I think. I think it comes down to that that four man rush again. If you get that four man rush and you can get your, your DBs um, out there making plays, I think I think you can you can pressure Burrow because that line that line isn't fixed, right? That the right yeah. side of the line was just getting beaten. You know, Khalil Mack having a great day, um, and the Steelers been great at creating that pressure, especially against the Bills. So if TJ can go, he's going to eat. He's going to eat that right tackle's lunch and make him pay for it. Definitely. Yeah, um, I, I was looking this up today actually because I wasn't sure because obviously the Bengals' whole line was a big story last year. So I thought, you know, has there been improvement? 
And uh, so I went looking on some of the Bengals websites, and uh, apparently last week there was talk of benching the two of the guards. The, the every, apparently everybody but the centre had a miserable PFF grade. So yeah, you're right. It sounds like that's not uh, that's not a fixed issue. So Joe Burrow could be in some trouble there. That's probably our key to winning this game. I think is is getting you know consistent pressure on Joe Burrow. Although maybe you could say that every week. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty. He's, he's showing some savviness, though, old Burrow. He's he's he's, he's moving. Uh, he's moving safeties around with his eyes and changing plays at the line of scrimmage. You know, he's he's he knows what he's doing. So uh, you know, there there is risk that he he could expose if you try to go too blitz heavy on him. He'll he'll expose that. So I do think you want to sort of proceed with caution. And I worry that if TJ's not there, they're going to have to blitz to get the pressure. So that's that's a concern. So let's just hope that TJ can go. Obviously, yeah, I'm 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 with you, Gav. I mean, I mean, for a guy who apparently can't catch an NFL football, Jamar Chase had what over 100 yards, so he can catch an NFL football apparently now. Um, I think you, you underestimate him at your own demise. I think it's um, it, despite the O line issues. Which, I mean, I almost feel like the Bengals are sort of a poor man's Steelers at the moment. They've sort of got a similar issue with that with that O line that's that's not doing anything. Be careful, Dave. But you it, might it's... be a rich man's Steelers before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tell you who could run that uh, Matt Canada offense pretty well right now. That's Joe Barrow. I tell you that much. Yeah, man. Yeah, and yeah, the, and that list of weapons. Like I say Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, Chase. It, it, it gets a bit of a scary list of guys as, yeah. as weapons. Yeah, Joe but like Mixon say, it's, and... it's getting. Yeah, it's getting that pressure, isn't it? And I mean, you you can't not respect the running game as well. They've they've got a decent running game, and for the issues that they've got of protecting Burrow, they've got a they've got some ability in the running game in in, in run blocking. So it's maybe that's where they they lean a bit more heavily on the on the run game a little bit with Mixon and um, what's the other the other boy they got running? Uh, P Ryan, P Ryan, Samaj P Ryan. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samaj. So, he didn't have yeah. a, didn't have a, a single rushing attempt in the last game. Did 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 an Aj Harris over there last week and just just ran Joe Mixon twenty times. It's funny. I think in week one I haven't got the stats in front of me, but but Joe Mixon went off right in week one, um, and then week two he's got sixty nine yards, three point five average on twenty attempts. Apparently the Bengals are, are like win every game where they have where Joe Mixon has twenty five attempts, but that kind of feels like a leading stat because you run the ball more when you're winning, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Joe Mixon's been like a bit of a, a weird one to me. I always think that Joe Mixon's like more talented than we think, but we just don't see it because of the Bengals all lie. Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, and yeah, there are games where 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 their offense is clicking and they're getting a lot of you know the play action, the boots working. Then the, the linebackers suddenly don't buy it on the run so mm. quick. So then you know you've got a bit more space as well. Uh, I, I think it's going to come. We're going to know fairly early on. Because because they 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 go empty so often you're gonna know if the Steelers are getting pressure they've got this they've got this basically if if, if they're getting to if they're getting that pressure early doors I don't think the Bengals can overcome that but if they can't get the pressure it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough game but I, I, my money's on on the Steelers getting home and making making Joe Burrow think about his uh, his knees and his future. <laughs> don't overlook my favorite position group in the NFL the Bengals tight ends CJ Ozuma no doubt will burn us. <laughs> yeah, what's what's the latest on that? On that, you want to give us a quick deep dive? Uh, he he had a touchdown in week one, I think. Two receptions for four yards in, in the second game. So maybe we'll maybe we'll pull back on that a little bit. Um, Who else they got? They still got they still got the sample guy. Uh, what the, who's the other guy? Um, Chris Evans. 
Is he a, no, is he a wide receiver? Is it? Well, no, he's a running back. No, I was just checking the names. No, I don't know. I don't know who the backup is. I've lost. I've lost the beat on the because uh, they lost uh, the other guy, right? What's his name? Uh, the rookie, didn't they? Oh, don't, is he still there? I don't know. Let's not let's not dive deep on the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals tight end room again. Um, wait, oh, I'm saying this. I don't know. I've literally got it in front of me. I've literally got the list. Drew Sample is the guy I was trying to come up with. He is still there. Yeah. So that's just on me for not reading the thing that is directly in front of my eyes. Or listening to me when I said they've got Drew Sample. You said that. Before you, started you said that speaking. as well. So what we've done is we've spent a minute now trying to come up with a player's name that you'd already said. Great. Good stuff. <laughs> High level podcasting. <laughs> I apologise for I told, the I've okay. told you that you should run this show. I've said it a million times. I definitely should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on defence, we see the return of Mike Hilton, which will be not so nice. Um, he said that he wants to get some hits on Ben. Not not very nice, Mike, but uh, I suppose he does play for the other team. So, um, I, I, how, Have we seen anything from Mike Hilton? How's he been used by the Bengals? I haven't really uh, noticed him. Yeah, they've been trying to blitz him. I mean, I think they they were trying to they were using him to blitz to get any real pressure against the Bears. Um, hopefully, that will leave some holes open for for Ben to exploit in the in the quick game. But their their their, their pass rush, their outside pass rush, edge rushers didn't really seem to be doing anything at all. I thought more more pressure came outside of the blitz. It came from the inside. Um, and or or Von Bell in around you know making plays in and around the line of scrimmage as well. So I mean, Hilton's getting exposed a bit in coverage as he kind of did with the Steelers as well. It's not a new. I don't think anyone's surprised to see him being exposed a bit part in in coverage, sort of being gassed a few times and and what have you. I, I don't. Maybe that's a, maybe they misuse him a little bit. I feel like they've they've sort of. I don't know. It, it it always felt like for for us, we're all so high end. It, it was always making these highlight plays of getting these sacks and getting getting forward, you know, rushing the pass and stuff. And they seem to use him a bit, a little bit more in coverage, which mm. doesn't seem that wise. Yeah, they've got uh, Logan Wilson, supposedly a bit of a breakout candidate, according to the Bengals fans. Um, well, they've got they've got quite a deep uh, linebacker core, and they've got my guy uh, Akeem Davis Gaither, who's yeah. who's who is looking good in coverage, and um, that's that's a concern because well, he's just going to take away the 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 uh, passes that Ben isn't throwing anyway, all the underneath stuff. So it's going to be more the same of short stuff and long stuff, unless uh, unless there's a big dramatic change here. So. Uh, all names secondary over there as well, right? They got Trey Waynes, Eli Apple. I'm not talking about good names. I'm talking about like guys that you know um, that they seem to have picked up from all over the league. Trey Waynes, Eli Apple, Von Bell. I mean, I love Von Bell. Eli Apple's awful. Jesse Bates, great safety. Uh, my favorite guy, Chidobe Awuzie, who I only remember because of the way his name was announced at the draft for the Cowboys. Absolutely amazing. Um, and Mike Hilton. So yeah. A lot of names we recognise there. Um, not all great, yeah. but Jesse Bates one of the best safeties in the NFL. It's like it's like when when I play IDP fantasy, you just pick up the guy yes, whose name yeah. you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> that, like that's what the Bengals do. That's what yeah, that's what yeah. Tails yeah, do. Their, 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 their GM is just like a, a fan <laughs> forum of just like, oh yeah, I've heard of that guy. He made Eli Apple, yeah, he, I hear yeah, his yeah. mum is on Twitter a lot. Yeah, okay, let's take him. Again, similarly to Steelers, you're drawing the similarities. Like you know, it's like uh, uh, Pittsburgh. East or whatever, or North. Where are they in relation to Pittsburgh? I'm lost. Uh, but um, Hill, uh, Tupololu, and Reader. What a great D line that is! With and they've got Ogan Joby coming in. 
great great d-line group they've got that's probably their best group actually even maybe even above the above the wide receivers maybe not i don't know maybe that's a stretch but yeah they've got a good they've got a good d-line there yeah so similar similarities to the steelers across the board so it could be uh could be tough for the steelers o-line you think could be in for a long day there again yeah, you're not you're not going to be running through you know between the tackles easily on these guys. I just want to have a quick look. Uh, the Bears apparently had 123 rushing yards in that game. Um, David Montgomery went 20 for 61, 3.1 average. Okay, so no, nobody really burst off. Justin Fields stacked the numbers a little bit, and Andy Dalton did as well. Okay, so yeah, yeah. maybe it could be in for another another tough game. Yeah, yeah, it was the running it was the running QB. It was Fields that really really gashed them. Yeah. I mean, they really struggled with that, but maybe that's because they hadn't prepared for it. They, they, uh, you know, they prepped for Dalton. Here's my favorite uh, favorite stat. It's not really, not really a stat, but uh, that I saw on the Bengals site when I was having a look. Uh, Joe Burrow is currently on pace to get hit more than he did last year. Wow, on pace, <laughs> such a <laughs> yeah, reliable, yeah, course, yeah. reliable stat. But yeah, oh dear, <laughs> not good. <laughs> Um, okay, you want to uh, anything else? You want to... Oh, I just want to say actually, special teams love. I got a Evan McPherson, great rookie kicker, having a great campaign so far. Was he your red star kicker, uh, or was yeah. he the guy that you rejected for someone else? I, I don't. Did I reject someone for anyone else? I don't know. No, it wasn't my red star guy the guy who had the uh, the watermelon elastic band thing on Instagram, the the TikTok guy? Yeah, possibly. Probably. That sounds about, that sounds more street. likely for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Evan McPherson was uh, kind of highly graded as, as as a kicker can be coming out. So it's interesting because those guys don't usually succeed, do they? He's usually the uh, the guys you never heard of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's doing very well. Look for him to stick around for a long time in this division and, and frustrate us, no doubt. Um, okay, you want to make some picks? Let's do it. Well, I teased it, so I'll go first. Uh, Steelers 17, Bengals wait, 20. Wait, hang on. No, nope, so, I'm doing oh, it. It's oh, done. Oh, whoa. I've got wait, it out of the way. Wait. I ripped the band-aid off. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> okay, what were you saying? Bengals. Steelers seventeen, Bengals, Bengals twenty. I, now I, w- I will say, let me just let me just clarify this. I, this is I kind of am concerned that a lot of these injuries aren't coming back. Now, if, if I'm not going to request that I change the pick or anything, but but if it gets to you know the weekend and Hayden and Bush and TJ Watt are all playing, you know maybe my mind flips a little bit. But right now where we are with this defense, I, I'm pretty concerned. Hmm. Okay. Let's, well, let's hope that's a good thing, a good thing that we're splitting our picks. Uh, yeah. Who wants to go next? I'm, I'm equally concerned, but at the same time, I think it's going to be another close run game. I, I think from these first two games, I think it's, I think we're looking at a lot of close run games. So I'm putting it at a one point game of a 14-13 victory. Ho ho ho! Okay, Rich. Uh, I agree with you, Gavin. I think um, if we can get pressure on uh, on, uh, on on Burrow, I think we'll win the game. Especially if TJ plays. If TJ doesn't play. I'm not going to feel real great about it. But uh, I think we will squeak by. And I have it: Steelers twenty, Bengals seventeen. Oh wow! Flip of side. I'm going to go with a twenty-four to twenty win. Okay. I was going to recap why I was Sorry. saying stop. Sorry, I, I realised we hadn't recap. I think I think I've taken the lead because uh, I had. Here we go. 
I don't know if there's something slightly contentious about this. Here we go. Because it feels like there may be, <laughs> may be like a, a Ready, decent Dave, play. Gav is, Gav is powerful, remember, so we're going to have to use our combined force to stand up to him. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> I believe that the first defensive play by the Steelers against the Raiders was, in fact, a TJ Watsack. Who wants to disagree? Now, what's the contention, though? Well, that there may there may have been some decent tackles or oh no, or I mean we agreed we agreed that it was a sack or an interception or a right or a fumble. So so we 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 we're, we're agreed that I've got that that one. I think so, opinion. but the yeah. way you've positioned it has now made me question you. <laughs> well, I'm just nervous that I'm going to get someone's going to go. No, no, no. What about that? I feel or like this? we're going to get off the show and like Ketz is going to message in and be like, "Oh, did you know that X happened before this?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. Gav, you knew this." I mean, it, it, is it added pressure to suddenly discern these plays? I you know. But to my eyes, TJ Watt-Sack was the correct call, okay. which puts me at two points and everyone else at one. Just saying, just saying. Okay, okay. Okay, because we all picked, uh, we all got uh, around the league picks correct. Hmm. So you picked the Rams, Dave, you picked the Browns. I picked the Browns as well, and Rich picked the Broncos. So one across the board there. So we're at two, one, one, and one, and one. And one, and one. Okay. First offensive play, sorry. Uh, going to go Juju passing reception this week. Passing TD. Yeah. Obviously okay. a passing reception that, that doesn't even make us a redundant statement. He just no worries the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, he passes to himself. Passes. <laughs> uh, Dave, what, what's your call? I've got a, a DJ touchdown, receiving touchdown. Okay, Rich. Fryermuth beats Hilton, first NFL touchdown. Wow. I'm just going to give you. I'll give, I'll give you. I like. I like the flair, but I'll just give you Muth receiving touchdown. No, no, yeah, that's all it has to be. I just flare yeah, it up yeah, for yeah, the yeah. heck of it. Yeah, I'm going to go Claypool. Claypool deep shot. That's that. That's that star power I was talking about yesterday with you, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, okay, defensive play. Sorry, uh, gonna go Cam Haywood sack. Oh, you bastard! That's what I went with. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's mine. That's what? Mine. Everybody said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's mine too. Oh, get out of here! Oh, it's not even like this. Is that the most obvious one? I don't know. I guess it is. Maybe with TJ. Been playing great. All right, does, that, does anyone want to change theirs away from a Cam Haywood sack? <clears throat> nope. <laughs> okay, I will because I. <laughs> I'll, I'll be brave. I'm in the lead, so I can do it. I'll, I'll go for a Joe Schobert pick, which was my second choice. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, if I change it, I'm looking like I'm I'm moving away from it. My original decision. I feel like I'm being forced out of my decision. Don't do it, Dave. You stick by your guns. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to stay with it, man. That's I'm fine. sticking with Cam. It's early That's in fine. the season. You just got. It's all about racking up points at this point, Dave. Mm-hmm. Okay, survivor picks. Sorry. You've uh, had the Packers, you've had the Rams. Oh, good. I'm glad you told me that because I was going to say I had three teams written down because I didn't know which teams I'd already picked. Um, I think I will go with the... Uh, who are the Browns playing this week? I wrote them down, but I didn't write down who they were playing. Sorry. Um, come back to me. Sorry. Okay, I've got Browns and we'll we'll come back yeah, to Yeah, no, them. sorry. It's Bears. Yeah, yeah, I'll go Browns. Browns. Browns, Bears? Mm-hmm. Okay. You've got to help me out with that one. Okay, Dave? I have the cards over the Jags. Yeah, that's a good shout. Let's see if Rich is going where I'm going. Rich? Titans. Ooh. The Titans. They got? Colts. Oh, yeah, that's a good shout. 
possibly with Jacob Eason, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sticking to my scheme so far, and I'm going with the Panthers over the Texans. Okay. <laughs> that that scheme is uh, causing you some danger, though, I would say. You think? I think they so can far. win that game. Come on. I think they Well, I've won and won. Yeah, I mean. else. yeah, but also it was you know kind of close last week. I don't know. I think the Panthers will win. I'm just saying it's. Uh... No, I think the Jags were just so terrible. Fair enough. And you know mm. Davis Mills and Carolina defense, which I've picked up everywhere I can. Yeah, I did. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swapped them out for the Saints, who I did the same thing with last week. <laughs> yeah, so they're bound to fail. Um, do we want to talk about our, our guillotine league? Yes, very quickly. Yeah, give me Exciting. hit me with the Matt Audley team of the week. Matt Audley team of the week. Rob Ferguson, sorry, buddy, you're gone. You're out of here. Gone. Sorry, Rob. Uh, it, it's so interesting. I think this is becoming my favourite fantasy format. I don't know what you guys think. <laughs> yeah, it's, I love it. Yeah, but again, as long as I'm in it, as soon as I go out, yeah. I'll be I'll be championing oh, yeah. its demise. Oh yeah, you need to you need to have some other leagues because you don't want to go out week one and then have nothing. But um, I mean, I, I imagine that would happen if you had four guillotine leagues. You go out of all of them. I mean, it's like kill me now, but. Um, it's so exciting, man. I mean, it's interesting to see who's picked up. So, so Rob went out and he had uh, who do you have? Dak Prescott and uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, T. Higgins, yeah, Robinson. No, I who's feel that? is that Jack Robinson? Robinson, Robinson, yeah, yeah. Who I got was the only one I I won the bidding on. Um, well, I got Ty- Tyler Higby as well, but nobody else bid on him. Um, it's funny. I, I'm worried that I'm being too cheap. So just to give people an idea, if you, if you didn't if you didn't listen before, everyone gets a hundred dollars uh, of fab budget to, to bid on the players throughout the season. But once it's gone, it's gone. Um, lowest lowest scoring team each week is eliminated, and their yeah. players become available. Yeah. So yeah. this week, um, Jonathan Taylor and Calvin Ridley are on the on the board. I really Ridley. wanted yeah. Calvin Ridley. Um, I really wanted him. So I put in a bid of twenty three dollars, which I thought, given the week before was you know going to be close but potentially enough he goes for forty dollars and then the six Jonathan Taylor goes to the same guy for fifty dollars that's ninety dollars of his hundred dollars yeah well Phil was um struggling to stay in this league right he he yes. only he only survived by one point I think yeah I actually think it might um, have been a good move for him yeah it made sense he's, he's so it's de- desperation yeah. play but you were you were fourth in that bidding so for yeah. for Ridley it was forty dollars from Phil thirty from Jason twenty eight from Juju Connor um, and then yeah, you at twenty three, and then for uh, uh, for Jonathan Taylor fifty dollars for Phil, and then I was actually second in the bidding with twenty three. So could have got it cheaper. Yeah, quite an over overpay there. I did, I did I, think Ridley would be more expensive <clears throat> than Taylor. To be fair, yeah. Hey, I got a question. Go ahead. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. A <laughs> rule of rule discrepancy. No, no, just a question. Can you? S- that could lead to something though. Could you? Um, <laughs> Can you go onto the site and see how much money each person has left? Yes. To spend. Yeah. Okay. I can as commissioner. I don't know if you can yeah, as a, as if a you go, Well, if you can, then we should be able to. Yes, I was thinking you that. Can. You can. If I you go, if you look at the league, you can see it, right? It's, it's next to their name. Yeah. So. It's next to their name? Cool. Okay, that's all I need. Where is it? Where? Uh, hang on. Let me just uh, if you go, go to trade, you can see it as well because you can trade for it. Yeah. So yes, you, you can. In the standings, it's got the waiver. And it's got how much money they got left. I can tell you that Juju Connor has four dollars left. He is all in. And <laughs> what did he spend it on? Phil, <laughs> Phil has got ten dollars left. Who's wow. yet to spend? Tenacious Lee. I thought my money was on Lee going out. He's uh, he he's not spent any money. And Josh K only spent one dollar. 
Down at the how thrift much, store. How much have I spent? Uh, you have spent $10. Oh, I got Sony Michelle. Yeah, you did, yeah. Sweet. How much have I spent there? Yeah. I was turning to everyone asking how much money they've got. <laughs> how much money you got left? Hang on. Uh, you have... Uh, I hate your team name, by the way. Uh, you have $6 for the Gav's oh, Little Bitches. Gav's Little Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favourite names, man. Why do you hate that? <laughs> it's oh, like the irks me every time. That's not right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like I like Dave's team name. Absolutely, Absolutely. nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. And you know what? I've hardly spent. I've hardly spent anything because yeah. I'm apparently apparently I'm top dog this week. So you are. Uh, wow. You are. You you spent twenty one dollars, but you you uh, you're top of the tree. I've you seen how I've done the scheduling. I've I've put. Uh, Every, so you, it's, I came second so it's you versus me this week Dave so it, the, the scheduling works out like that. it doesn't really matter who plays who because it's not head to head but it gives you an idea of where you are but um, I'm into this man it's exciting I just hope I don't go out I was a bit worried last week because I came so far under projection I wasn't close to going out necessarily but I was so far under projection that now I'm a little bit concerned about every week so my issue was that I couldn't find a consistent third receiver um, LaVisca Chenault wasn't, it hasn't so far lived up to my expectations so uh, I went out and traded for um, my boy yeah. Rondell Moore. Yeah, I'm hoping Decent that he trade. continues to come in, come in good. Yeah, gave up Armand Rasent Brown, who I was high on before the season, but you, you've got to play the hot hand. Titans, Titans, the the double points for Titans scoring is is playing a factor. Hmm. Ian Alexander was saved by Kelsey this week. Josh K must have been sweating. He needed one point from Jamal Williams. Can you imagine uh, to, that 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 pressure? Just like, please, please do anything. <laughs> but yeah, he did it. Uh, Ketz needed three points from. I mean, it was it was guaranteed to happen, but from Tonyan and Valdez Cantley. But uh, yeah, exciting format. Anyway, yeah, we move on. Good. We yeah. probably talk. Yeah, probably enough. Yeah. We get involved next year. Yeah. yeah. Matt Audley, <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, Matt. R.I.P. <laughs> okay, right. Are we, let's go. Are we moving to somewhere else. Yep. Four large dollars yet. Everything on them. You want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions. Now, before I launch into the elephant's leg, the meat and potato of this of this section, um, have you guys seen the list of the potential names for the Washington team? Well, we talked about it before, didn't we? What we're talking about has it, has it been narrowed down further? I mean, is Brigade, Commanders, and Red Hogs still is Red there? Red Hogs still in. Please tell me Red Hogs is in the running. It's a, it's a, the, the list of eight. Have we, have, has it been? Is, is that an old list now? Well, we had the thing about the Red Hogs. If that's what you're talking about, I'm not sure. So there's like Ar- Armada, um, Brigade, Armada. Com- or, Commanders, yeah, Defenders, terrible. Presidents, Red Hogs, Red Hogs is okay. Except Red Wolves, or just the Washington team. Yeah, I go with football team myself, but I'm in favour of, of of just football team. To be honest with you, that's the right answer, but the fun answer is Red Hogs. Go Red Hogs! This is Hogs as an H O G S. Yep. Yeah. Do you know where that comes from? Oh no, is there a background? Tell me. Yeah, you guys don't know the background of that. Uh, I don't. I don't know. In the '80s, when Riggins was their running back, they had this awesome offensive line, and their nickname was the Hogs, mm. and the fans would wear. They had a set section of, of the fans that were called, I, I don't know exactly what they're called, but they were the hog supporters, you know, right? And they wore pig noses and they were dressed as women. 
Oh wow! <laughs> They've got the, okay. The Red Hogs is now vaulted up to the front. They've got to go with Red Hogs. That's that's history. <laughs> yeah, they were called the Hogs, and I, I and I don't know if they nicknamed themselves or John Madden nicknamed them. I'm not sure, but he was you know he was right in there for sure. And he, he oh he used to love the Hogs. This is and like they, in, uh, oh sorry. This is the 80s, I believe it was, when John Riggins was their running back. I was going to say, this is like uh, in 2031 when we decide that calling someone a Viking is a slur, that the uh, the Minnesota Purple People Eaters is suddenly a team. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, man. I, for one, am a little bit upset that there's a background to it. I, I feel like the red, the fun for me and the Red Hogs was that it was ridiculous, and now it feels less ridiculous. So, Rich, you've taken that joy away from my life. Oh, good for me. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the sort of main part of this, I, I mean, I'd, I'd hoped to maybe cheer everyone up a little bit after um, after the last last you know this last week was a bit of a bummer, right? Everyone was a bit down. Everyone's all stressed out about the O line and what have you. So I thought I'd give a bit of a reason for everyone to maybe cheer up a little bit. Um, and I was thinking back through old game shows, and I thought of just well. There was two versions. There was the English version, or the British version, and the US version. Maybe they were in different times. I'm not entirely sure. But the British person would know it as blind date or blind a date. Blind a date. Yes, or the dating game, as it's known in the US. Is everyone familiar with that concept? I am, yes. What was, so the, name ba- of the, what was the name of the host of that in the UK? What was her name? Silla Black. 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 So it was basically that you'd have um, a woman would be on, a lady would, a nice lady would be on, and there'd be three bachelors, three potential dates for this lady, but she'd never see them. There was a big screen between them, so it was based entirely upon their personality and and their answers to certain questions. Right, so they'd be the. The lady would give them certain questions, and they were usually sort of risque answers, right? It, it was questions that would promote a, say, promote prompt a um, a risque answer, and she would base her thoughts and opinions on that person based on those answers. So I'm going to do something similar with you guys, um, if I may. Um, th- there's it's, there's no high pressure to this. Um, these, I'm, I'm not expecting sort of high-level answers or anything because they're all pretty silly questions. So be silly. Be risque if you can, if you want to. <laughs> um, now, obviously, we don't have a, a female um, contestant. Are they, are they classed as a contestant? They're, uh, I don't know what they um, are. Suitor. Suitor. A suitor for one of the bachelors. So you're going to have to be uh, chatting me up, I'm afraid, guys. Um, <laughs> so... Um, you can. You're quite welcome to imagine that I am whoever you want to. Whoever's the most attractive female there is right now. Um, is there a consensus, a consensus on who I should be? This is this is getting weird. Yeah, I, this is this could get into a long list of, of people. Um, a, a ginger, long-haired Dave oh, Ella. Uh, Dave, yeah, Dave Ella. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't get into listing women that we find attractive. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's not the route to go down. <laughs> It's a bit 90s FHM top 100. Let's not do that. <laughs> so I, I have three questions to pose to you. So so to, to sort of st- I want to I kind of want to do this as a, a cheesy 90s uh, show. 
so are we all on board? So can, can I clarify the format? So blind date would insinuate you don't know who's talking, but but you will. So, so... I will know. I, I will know. But okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna base my final opinion on the victor on your answers. Okay, fair. So enough. it's a competition. So wait, wait. The the prize is a date with you. <laughs> I guess if when we make up, I buy you a beer. Okay. Dangerous surprise. Dangerous. That's uh, how it starts, though. Yeah, dangerous precedent to set. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Well, yeah, Rich doesn't drink, so and, what's he going to And get? then my and then my my trousers will get gradually and gradually higher. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's getting weird. What what, what what could the final prize be? I don't know. I think we all know what the final prize is, Dave. Let's move a, on. A firm <laughs> a firm handshake and a, and a congratulations and a pat on the back. Um, I've so, got a uh, terrible knot in my back. Anyone that could get rid of the knot, my Lisa's unprepared, so you won't give me a massage. So it, it, I'm, I don't care where it comes from. I just need someone that can massage this knot out of my back. So David, I'll, tell you what, you, I'll take that. I'll tell you what, Gav, your, if you win, your prize will be for me to work your knot out. Um, right. <laughs> you said knot? You said knot? Yeah, what did you say? What'd you say? Oh, jeez. I didn't know what you said. I wasn't sure. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't have one of those. If I've got one of those in my back, I'll, I'll be busy. So I, I, I would oh, like to, uh, I'd like to introduce our contestants. But uh, when you're ready, Gav, will you hit the music? goes on you need to start speaking well i thought you're gonna end it at some point anyway i I thought it would end absolutely nothing does it end it ends when i press something else there you go i mean i love i love that tune that is that is my jam but at some point you have to fade it out but then it's good yeah, I, okay. I, was fa- I was fading it, and there was there was no there was no forthcoming uh, <laughs> overvoice. I don't know anyway. if I heard a fade. It was still in full blast in my ear. <laughs> I was feathering it. I did. I did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so contestant number one. Uh, so I'd like to introduce you all first to to our lovely audience, and a bit of applause if if you're listening at home or wherever you may be. Please applaud. Maybe if you're not in, if you're in your car, don't applaud. Please don't applaud. We don't want a lawsuit on our hands. But you know, Just beat a the bit horn. Of, beat the horn a few times. Beep, Keep your horn or applaud our contestants. So contestant number one is at least 70, 75% Huel, and he recently discovered carrots. Uh, he's just moved in with his girlfriend, Chloe, and she's still happy to be seen with him in public. So he's doing better than me in my first marriage. It's Mr. M- Mr. Simon with Stanley, everybody. Dog. Dog. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> contestant number two. Is a dreamy stuntman from and a Pittsburgh native now residing in LA. You might know him as Hollywood's Batman or even Thug at Pizza Parlor in 1993's <laughs> Ninjas Three Ninjas Knuckle <laughs> Knuckle Up. <laughs> he loves Godzilla movies and cuddling up with his with everyone's favorite co-host. No, that's not me. That's the lovely dog Vader. <laughs> He's Zeus, king of the undead, but hopefully he won't be eating our lo- lovely lady alive. It's Rich and Tron, everybody. Woo! Dog. Absolutely. That was Dog. clever, Dave. And contestant number three. We've recently learned that he may be a potential serial killer with a penchant for pig's blood. He's a sound technician to the stars, working on Justice League, Star Wars, and Friday Night Dinner. But hopefully he's not sat inside your house recording you while you sleep. It's Gavin Marshall. 
<laughs> okay. Excellent. So job. you, thank you. <laughs> well done. So we have three questions, and <laughs> I would like you each to answer them. I mean, normally on the show on blind a date, Scylla would say, you know, get him to say contestant whatever and, and address it towards that person but i'm very aware that you may need some thinking time so rather than having people umming and erring if you have an answer go ahead you know and maybe you get extra points for being the first one i don't know that might, that impresses a lady like me <laughs> bit, a speed. bit of confidence <laughs> speed speed <laughs> speed impresses me so the first question if we were on a date what nfl penalty are you most likely to commit Roughing the passer. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like that one. Any, any, further, any further on that, Rich? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, I, I was going to go with holding. <laughs> that's good. That's equally as good. I've got to say, Dave, um, as we just lean into the camera, look. I like it rough, so I'm going to go with intentional grounding. Oh, <laughs> creepy! <laughs> My skin is crawling. <laughs> <laughs> that, that maybe didn't come across as sexy as I'd hoped. <laughs> it definitely did. <laughs> I thought one of you might go with pass interception or something like that. I don't know. But My initial was... thing was taunting, but then I thought no, no, that. I mean, Negging is no. That that's yeah. that's no. That 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 should never be done. If, if you're negging people to to impress them, you need to rethink your life. But th- those are three very good answers. And um, what about yeah. illegal touching? That's, that's good. That would have been good. good. That's the one. Illegal touching would have been a good one. There's, there's there's lots of answers to that one. And the three you you all you all gave me very good answers. To be honest, the the catch in size voice. Make my skin crawl a little bit. So, um, <laughs> it, um, it put me off a little bit. But I'm gonna need to listen back to this. <laughs> the, the, the speed of answer of, rough, of uh, roughing the passer was uh, was uh, was impressive. So the the next uh, the next question. I'm running away with your heart. How do you tackle me? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I'd probably end up pushing you into the bench. Ooh. Hmm. I uh I uh, sorry, sorry, go on, go on, go. Um I I make a giant pit of jello and lure you into it and when you fall in I jump in after you. Oh Whoa. wow, that's a <laughs> very specific <laughs> <laughs> It seems like you thought about this. And yeah, Rich had a dream. I think <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> that was actually the most legitimate blind date answer. We've had. Oh man! Okay. I'm like, see, do, do I lean into this? I think I'm going to lean into it. <clears throat> okay, okay, Dave, when I'm with you, I just want to stop the clock, so I tackle you out of the sideline. Oh yes. Nice. That one was less creepy, a little bit smoother. Okay. It was better. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> okay, round three. Are we done yet? <laughs> <laughs> There's one more question to go. So, do you have an answer for me, Gav? 
I did. I said I said push you into the bench. <laughs> oh, you did. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I I'd, I'd forgot about your answer because it, it was maybe more. Maybe the the, the big pit of Jello would. Um, yeah. Blow your mind. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm gone. Okay. So the the final question, as Rich will be glad to know, so this awkwardness can be over. Our eyes meet across a crowded bar, but you need to send a wingman in to scope me out and big you up a bit, you know, to to impress me. Which NFL personality will be your be your wingman, and why? Uh, this one's easy, Dave. Uh, I know what I want being at that hotel bar, so I'm going to send Earl Thomas. Oh no. <laughs> Okay. I I choose Terry Bradshaw because he's he's funny and he'll make you laugh, but he's not good enough to steal you away from me. Okay. Yeah, and and he's you know he's got he got the sort of intelligence uh, potential intelligence downfall, whether it's there or not. We don't. Yeah, know. yeah. He's just I just point him in the direction, say go over there, and he he does what I ask, and that's okay. it. Okay. I'd probably use uh, Johnny Holton because if if he did try and and grab you, then he wouldn't be able to. <laughs> His hologram hands would just pass through. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm, you know, I, I can only go off your sort of answers, obviously. Uh, but I've only I've, I've met Cy once, um, and we, we, you know, alcohol was involved, but nothing happened afterwards. Um. <laughs> I, I, I did take home your coat. You left your coat at my place. You did, and you didn't pick up on my advances. So uh, that was your accidental you. leaving your hotel room key. Exactly. On the table. That was... Exactly. And you you missed on that completely. Um, you know, you've Sai overcame his uh, initial sort of creepiness. I, I think he, he he redeemed himself to to a great extent, especially with the second answer. Um, you know the the Jello pool was um, that that caught my attention certainly. Um, but you know you know what I think I think Sai has more than redeemed himself, and I'm not sure how Chloe's going to feel about this. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Sai. I'm gonna pick contestant number one. Well, you want woo woo? It's that woo woo. Wow, I'm so honoured that you know I really thought that the pool of Jello had won it. <laughs> I really thought it was a you good were answer, feeling that. Yeah, I really thought that was something you wanted to get involved with. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad to see that this, you know, this relationship with me, you, and Earl Thomas can can work. <laughs> I didn't know Earl Thomas was going to stick around. Man. I, I thought it'd be gone by now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was. Um, I say the, the initial the. The way you uh, lent into the mic and uh, the catch in your in your in your throat in your voice was it was a little bit creepy at first, but I think you overcame that. You agree you the, 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 the initial answer of roughing the passer from Rich did uh, did catch my attention, but and, and the Jello pool as well. But I don't know. I think the uh, the, the 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 eagerness of Sai won out at the end of the day. I think. Congratulations, Sai. Wow. Yeah, You're certainly a better man than we are. <laughs> 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 As you can tell, Rich is gutted. Thanks. But both, you know, but both quality contestants. I'm sure they'll find love, David. Yeah, I mean. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> End this as quick as possible.
Oh, fantastic. That that was that was very good. <laughs> uh, uh, please never do that ever again. <laughs> uh, I want more. I want more of that, Dave. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of new game shows and yeah. uh, game shows. I'm looking forward to the uh, the supermarket suite next week. Yeah, just just because it's golden balls will be a fun one. <laughs> That, that was one of my favorite game shows. That, that, <laughs> that, that, like it was, it was, it was a crap game show. Like, but it all came down to that final, the final bit, right? Bit, yeah. it, it was the bit where they, you know, they worked together to earn all this money, mm-hmm. and then right at the end, one of them turned on the other one, it's and that awful. look of horror in their in their eyes was, "You betrayed me!" Right yeah. at the end. There's some straight <laughs> savages on that show. If you look up clips from that show, there's one woman who just gives the most convincing performance of like this timid, shy little woman who like is really afraid that this guy's going to steal the money and this guy like full on levels with her and he's like no I promise you we're going to do this together we'll both walk out of his money and she steals it off him oh savage oh, man. that, ga- that hey. game could have caused some violence like I, I would have been real upset if I was that dude <laughs> I've got no idea what you're talking about you know about. you're not seeing golden balls <laughs> oh, it, when was it this was, it was like it was mid 2000s I think yeah but it, it was basically that they had to answer questions, I think, to earn money. And then at the end of it, it, it was that you, you, oh, you weren't a ball, right? And, and they opened the ball, and each ball was worth a certain amount of money. And you could either, basically, at, at the end of it, you could either split the money or keep it. But mm-hmm. it, you could only keep, you only split the money if you both agreed to split it. Uh-huh. But if you said, I'm going to keep it, you'd get everything. Well, so no ma- you both said you keep it. Neither Nobody of you. Nobody gets. It. No one gets anything. The old that's, prisoner's dilemma. How is that? Yeah, that's something like, something like that. Yeah, that is that is rough. Hey, Dave. It's actually not. I, I think probably the, the what's the most popular game show at the moment? Is it is it pointless? Probably, probably the chase. I would say it's the most the popular. Chase. But pointless is a much better game show. Don't come. Yeah, at it's me. a much better game. Thank the you, format. Gav. The so format much is good. There should be. We should maybe. That's a good idea. Format for a quiz, a, a, an NFL pointless quiz. That would be good, wouldn't it? That that's got you written all over it. Kind it of. does. Because how do you how do you do the? Uh, what's the most obvious answer? I'm, I haven't got a focus group. That's a good maybe point. we do. Yeah. Do you, yeah. do you get the point? Do you get pointless out there, Rich? Uh, it's that- possible. I don't really watch game shows at all. So I, it's possible, but I've never heard of it. I don't watch game shows, but I've heard of Pointless because well, my dad watches it. That's why. But it's good. It's 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 one where you you have to answer the question correctly, but there's multiple different answers, and you you don't want to get you want to get the the answer where no one else has ever said it. Yeah. That's the idea. It's like the most obscure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, the the most obscure answer to a question. It's good. It's good. I think I think that could work. I'm I'm not with you guys. I'm I'm a, I'm a chase. I'm the chase guy. I'm 100 with the chase. You're a classic I, chase fan. I, I'm I'm that guy <laughs> who sits there in front of the TV, answers one question correctly, and goes, "Why aren't I on this show?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> I could win this show. And then you get on there, and you, you sit there going, "I don't know, sorry." But um, <laughs> you know, the, the chase to me is a it's a classic it's it's classic TV quiz show, but it's got the extra. I don't know. It, it's got the gambling element as well. I like that about it. I have major issues with the chase, and I could go on all day about them because I've had so many arguments with people about why pointless is better than the chase. Because nobody agrees. The problem is that pointless is a slightly more highbrow version of the chase. People don't appreciate it because of the hosts. Um, the chase is just like generic entertainment that anyone can sit down and watch. That's the issue with it. it it's like 
there's there's no so much of the game makes no sense first of all why do we have to go back and let everybody give their opinion on what someone should do every single time when they made the offer of the money it's ridiculous it doesn't serve anyone it just pads out the show time frustrating bradley walsh kind of gets on my nerves the whole chaser element really is you could just remove it it's just multiple choice questions the only good bit is the final chase that is fun because it's quick fire questions but it's really pretty basic pointless has a unique selling point clearly the better show more interesting questions that you continue to play over and over again strong opinions 100%. on this Dave yeah 100% agree with you there it's right. it's, 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 the, <laughs> it's whatever his name is the co-host on Pointless everyone says wrong this way, I like both of them you got the guy who gives it's like kind of like Countdown right where you got the guy who gives the info <laughs> in the background of the questions and then Alexander what's his name who actually does the, I like him it, it's it's just that he's a guy sat in front of his laptop going, well, actually, the correct answer. <laughs> Richard Osman. Richard Osman. He he's like he wrote a best-selling book and like he's quite a smart guy. Yeah, but how much of that was he sat googling all the answers? Well, yeah, it, obviously, but it's like you know, you know, it's the same with Countdown. You think they don't have stupid little machines that tell them what the longest anagram is? It's just, I don't know. It's just that he, everyone thinks he's this super smart guy. Yeah, maybe he is. <laughs> I don't I don't know him personally, but he's sat. He's basically he is a human Google. He just googles it. And I could do that. Uh, maybe we need to do a Jeopardy, but just, to, just to include Rich, because I feel like they, these are all very British references we're making right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, are we done? Are we ready? I think so. Okay, it's been a fun show. I enjoyed this. This has been good. Um, follow the show at UK Steel's Pod. Follow me at Cy Wrote This. Follow Dave at This Is Dave Hart. And follow Gav at GM Boom Up, all on Twitter. And follow Rich on Instagram at Stunt underscore Batman. Um, we're back next week with the recap of the Bengals game and whoever we play in week four. Is it the Packers? Yeah. I think it is, yeah. So join us for that and uh, we'll see you next time. Hopefully at two and one. Definitely. See you later. Cheers, guys. Go Steelers. <laughs>